Episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. I'm super stoked to have Dougie Cousins from Ottawa-based pop punk band Bearings on the podcast. His band undeniably is legendary, and the guy has one of the most unique voices in the whole entire genre. If you like what you hear, be sure to check out Bearings, especially their brand new ripper of an album, Hello It's You, available wherever you stream music. Bearings will be opening the Pure Noise Records tour this fall, and many dates have sold out thus far, so do not sleep on tickets. I want to give a major thank you to Doug for taking the time to do this episode with me. This is easily one of my favorite episodes I've done thus far, and it's starting to become a lot easier to do these episodes alone without a co-host. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. Doing it this way is slightly terrifying at first because I'm afraid um, for that incredible awkward, awkwardness that's always a possibility. But Doug was such a legend throughout the whole thing that it felt like I, I knew the guy for ages. If you think Doug is a rad dude, shoot him a follow on Instagram at hi, I'm in a band. That's hi, I'm in a band. And check out his Twitch stream at the same handle if you'd like to game with him live with a chat room of like-minded individuals. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Not sure if you were aware, the other podcasts don't compare. She's doing. I need all layers on me as I interview legends for thee. So grab your friends, your dog, and your fish. It's time to rip a new episode for the kids. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. All right, beauty. Sweet. You got a whole studio behind you there, eh? Yeah, it's for like, you know, self tapes and stuff for like auditions. Oh. I do like that's the acting sick. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I checked out your Instagram a little bit and I, I kind of, oh, yeah. I think I, you have that in your bio or something, right? Yeah, yeah. My little crazy life. Hell yeah. Um, so how excited are you to get back to touring? Pretty stoked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
been quite a while. Pretty stoked. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's yeah. been an absolute minute. That's pretty exciting. You guys are touring with state champs and uh, four year strong this fall. Are you stoked for that? Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I I love, but we've toured with both those guys before, so yeah. it makes life very. Uh, we kind of know what to expect in terms of hanging out with them and all that. But yeah, obviously the shows are gonna be quite different. We haven't played a yeah. show in like over a year, so we'll see. Hang out with your buddies. <laughs> we'll see how she goes. Yeah, for sure. That's a good lineup, though, dude. Shit, was it like six bands on there. There's a lot, a lot of friends. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just friends, just real friends. friends. <laughs> yeah. I might change our name to bear friends. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, how did you get into singing and when's like the earliest you can think back to where you sang in front of people that told you you had a really good voice? Oh, damn, dude. I, I was singing like super young. Yeah. Because my dad was like a producer. Uh, so okay. I would. I don't know. I'd write songs about like Power Rangers or whatever, just whatever I, I felt like, I guess. Fuck yeah. And he would like do up the instrumentation and then I'd just sing. And I say sing with uh, air quotes. Yeah. Because it wasn't really singing, but you know, uh, and that was a lot of fun, <laughs> but I didn't actually start like singing in a band till I was like into high school, I guess. Maybe a little bit before that I was, I would do like little, like where I took guitar lessons would have like these, these like performance once a year, they'd have like these performance nights. Yeah. So I might sing a song and play guitar at one of those, but really starting to play in a band and all that. And even then no one ever told me I had a good voice. I would, cause I don't really? think I did really. Cause I think I was just the only person willing to sing in front of people. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't till probably college where Damn. I, where, well, I mean, I don't know. It's it, maybe this is the first time I remember, but yeah, I, I played like this set thing and bearings wasn't a band yet. And I just played this acoustic thing. And this mm -hmm. one professor at the college was like, bro, you got to go on like Canadian idol. <laughs> and I was like, nah, man, I don't, that's not really my style. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> but it was Boy. nice of him. It was nice of him to boost my ego a little. Yeah. Hell yeah. So how did the band first form? Uh, so we were in college. I did that night. Actually, I, I did that yeah. like acoustic thing and the, the lads were there. And uh, actually, before that, we were at a party. Yeah. And Colin are uh, not Colin. No, no, we had a different we had a different drummer at the time, actually. And um, he's like the first drummer in the band. His name is John. And he came up to me and he's like, yo, dude, I heard you like sing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and you like want and you like pop punk, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm cool it's cool yeah and uh he was like we're, we're starting a band me and ryan and they were on the other side of the program so i didn't have classes with them really yeah he's like, me and ryan are starting a band and connor and i had classes with connor and he's like but we we just need a singer or a bassist yeah like would you be able to do one of those things and i was like yeah i could be a singer like i don't really i don't really own much bass gear so i feel like being a singer makes a little bit more sense yeah um Cause, cause they really wanted it to be like a, like a lead vocalist that like doesn't play an instrument. Cause that was the thing at the yeah. time. It's way cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. If you can remember like at that time, the biggest bands were like the story so far. Yeah. Um, Knuckle puck was just starting to pop off. Neck deep was just starting to pop off. And that, that was the look for every band is you'd yeah. have a singer that didn't play guitar. Yeah. So, uh, 
so yeah, then we just kind of started jamming after a little while. And, um, obviously over time, the band, you know, members switched and changed and, uh, and now we are where we are, but yeah, that initial forming of just a band that just wanted to play college parties and, and, uh, chill was like, was at that point in time. Were they already named bearings at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was already named bearings before I really joined. Uh, and the big reason was, is that every name is taken every <laughs> name, but weirdly enough, bearings wasn't taken really. <laughs> there was only one other band that had been named bearings and a funny story about that band. They're a band from Philadelphia and they're actually thanked on a wonder years record in the credits. Really? So there's a there's a Wonder Years record from back in the day that like thanks bearings, but it's not us. Which which yeah. record is it? Upsides? I I think it's I th- get stoked it might it. it might be the record before that, yeah. Yeah, get stoked on like, it. <laughs> like like early, yeah, earlier Wonder Years for sure. They're silly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who named the, the band bearings and why? Besides like the fact that it wasn't taken? I think it had something to do with like getting your bearings or something. It wasn't anything skateboarded, squ- yeah. skateboarding related. Yeah. It was just like, uh, like getting your bearings. And our first sticker was like, uh, like a compass with the word bearings in it. <laughs> and the reason we kept the name after that first drummer left, he came up with the name. And the reason we kept it was because we still had 200 stickers left. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, we already paid 50 bucks for these stickers. <laughs> So we might as well keep the name. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Super pop punk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so what was your first show with Bearings like? And what was that experience like the first time you hit the stage? Were you nervous? The first show with Bearings was, was again, we were in college and this other band asked us to play this coffee shop with them. Oh, wow. And uh, I would not say we were nervous because it was just all our friends. Yeah. And uh, we were so bad. And really? uh, <laughs> yeah, we were terrible when we started. We mm-hmm. weren't very good. And, you know, we played that show and, you know, we had a couple of drinks, had a good time and it, it was fun. I don't know. It wasn't really like, a, like Barons was a band for quite a long time before we ever played like a cool show. It, it, would, wow. it took a long time to like even get to a point where, where we could even be an opening act for like you know even you know just a, a show where people showed up oh that's crazy um you guys named your van vince vaughn whose idea was that and what's the reasoning behind that awesome decision uh i don't know i think i might have thought of it that's funny but there was a few names so because it was vince vaughn and initially the name for the trailer was trailer swift <laughs> but then it later changed to a friend of ours uh, it doesn't make any sense but we eventually named it trailer hewitt who's just like <laughs> a, a friend like a friend of ours he played in another band and we knew him and we just thought it would be funny to name the trailer that i don't think we've ever told him that i don't think he knows yeah. that i think it's just a thing we thought was funny <laughs> was to name it that and so we then the trailer got named that but i don't i don't i don't know what the whole process of naming vince was i think we just I was thinking Vince, uh, we, Vince Van, Vince Vaughn. I don't know. Yeah, that was the idea. That yeah. was the idea. It was like a play on words because our van before that was just <laughs> named Bondo, which is just such a boring name. And it was just because it was covered in Bondo. Oh, no. So it could pass the safety. It was <laughs> like completely patched with like putty. 
wow that's dangerous <laughs> it was it was very dangerous we blew three tires i'm surprised we didn't die in that thing man we paid 800 oh, yeah. bucks for it it was trash glad you're still here yeah um, it was a close call <laughs> so you guys built your own makeshift bunk beds in the back of the van did those end up lasting or did they break they lasted yeah they were good um Sick. Uh, I had some good instruction uh, in terms of like the blueprints yeah. of how to do it, but we really didn't know how to do it. We just kind of like, we went, uh, we just kind of got together, me, Ryan and Colin and drank a bunch of beer and used power tools and, uh, <laughs> and built it. And the funny thing about it was you couldn't get it out. Yeah. Like it was like built into the van. We like figured out how to get it in, but we couldn't really get it out. It, I mean, you could, it just took a lot of work. Just break but, it. Yeah. But yeah, it held up. Like it was a good bunk. It was Did a you good use, like uh, YouTube tutorials or anything. No, not really. No, not really. Winged it. <laughs> yeah. Look, we, again, like we, we knew someone who kind of like, I knew someone who kind of gave me like the general schematics of like yeah. how to do it safely. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know that we built it perfectly, but we it worked. Yeah. You know, I got sure. the job done. Do you enjoy being behind the wheel when you're on the road? Yeah. I love driving, um, yeah. during the day, not at night. Dude, I think same. driving at night. Yeah. I think driving at night's like the stupidest thing. I can't do it. Literally. I can do it for like maybe two hours. Yeah. I have to I can't, have music blasting the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I can go for a while. I just think it's like the most unnecessary, unnecessary. Like uh, I don't like some bands will drive at night just to mm-hmm. get to the next city. Mm-hmm. And we're not really a band that does that because it's like just unnecessarily dangerous. Like, yeah, it's. I don't know, like it's just it's dangerous and everyone gets a shit sleep because you don't mm-hmm. sleep well in the van, whether you, whether you want to or not. Yeah. So sure. we always just find a place to crash, even if it's for four or five hours and get going during the day. But mm-hmm. obviously sometimes we have to drive at night, but driving during the day is nice. I like it. I have a coffee, yeah. you know, I get, <laughs> get a little, I have like a little snack beside me. There you go. And just throw it on cruise control, vibe out, listen to a record. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Yeah. When I'm doing long drives, I typically like to start at like four or five, and then just have like the sun come up because then you're just good either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get the most out of the day too. You get get to your city, you know, early evening, and then you have some time to do shit. That's also the other thing is if you get there too early, you're fucked. You got nothing to do. Really? Like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You kind of just yeah, like you show up and you just kind of hang around the venue. And it's like you can go get food. Yeah, but. You know, we don't make much money, so we don't have any money to go do something fun. (laughs) So it's like we just kind of sit there. So it's like we try to time it so that we get there right for load in. Yeah. And that's the other thing. A lot of venues hate when you load in early. They don't like in other bands, too. Like usually there's a schedule like for when you're supposed to get there. Mm -hmm. So if your scheduled arrival is like 2.30 load in, showing up early is just kind of like there's probably another band loading in while you show up. So you the like docks taken or whatever yeah it's just yeah. it's kind of weird so you're just kind of supposed to show up right on kind of right on time yeah for sure um what was your first recording experience like and how did you grow with the newest release what changed in the process so our first time as a band recording we recorded an ep ourselves mm-hmm. which is our first ep it's on spotify but it was cool and then but we didn't know what we were doing yeah and then the second time uh, when we when we really committed to like okay we're gonna do this, 
we worked with a producer. His name's Anton, Anton DeLost. He's in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, it was a huge learning experience. He was great. You know, like so much of what I know about songwriting now comes from working with him early on. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously with this latest release, we worked with Courtney and that was great. You know, he's, he was great to work with. Um, it was just, it was a great vibe. It was very cool. I mean, he's an awesome dude. Um, he's great at his job. I mean, he's in his studio too is like, right. It's right in Hollywood. So we would just, Mm -hmm. we would, where we were staying, we would just walk to the studio. Um, we recorded in January too. So it's like, if we recorded in Canada, you know, it's dark, it's mm-hmm. cold, it sucks. And there it was like, you know, you can, you can kind of step outside and oh, I've, oh, I, I don't have this part done yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. And then you kind of think about it and you kind of, you're in nice weather and you can get some yeah. ideas down and, and it's just, uh, just, I'd say our, our songwriting now is so much more fluid. It's so much more like, it's almost like, I don't want to say we don't have to, we don't like try hard cause we do. Yeah. But it felt like, it felt like early on it like would take ages to get a song done. You know, we jam it and jam it and jam it. It would constantly change. Yeah. Oh, what about this? What about that? And, and we, you know, the producer we'd work with would be like, ah, this needs to change. Uh, you know, maybe this needs to happen. Whereas now I feel like we go in, the songs are more or less solid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're all, you know, we have incredible musicians in the band. Mike, our drummer is, uh, he's a real, you know, he's incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Fitz, good songwriter, great guitarist, Colin, super tight, uh, Ryan, super tight. So it's just, I feel like we've all kind of grown as musicians and it's made life a lot easier. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so how stoked were you guys when you first got the news that your band would be signing with uh, Pure Noise? It was pretty big. It was one of those things where we thought we would never get signed. Yeah, for sure. You know, like we put out um, our first EP and we really thought it was like good enough to at least get something. And Mm -hmm. even super small labels weren't interested. Like no one wanted to touch it. Really? And then for our second record or for uh, Nothing Here is Permanent for that second EP, we we sent it out again. We kind of like sent it out and no one was really interested again and then we put north hansen out Mm -hmm. and that was our first like real experience of like people really getting behind one of our songs and it it doing pretty well and that's when i think pure noise kind of was like oh okay cool like that that that'd be sick and Mm -hmm. um kind of picked us up and uh obviously has enabled us to do a couple records now and uh, it was, we were ecstatic when we signed it. The night we signed it, we got so <laughs> slaughtered, bro. Like sloshed. <laughs> yeah. It was so brutal. Like we just had a champagne <laughs> bottle each to ourselves. Yeah. And it just ended so poorly. It was not a good idea. <laughs> champagne is something you have a glass of, but we were young. We were dumb. We didn't realize how carbonated it really was. <laughs> Even if you want to hold it down, you can't, you, you know, can't. It's, it's a rough go. So yeah, that's you tough. have, you have a glass now, whenever we celebrate something, uh, you know, a beer is fine. Yeah. Champagne, champagne's out of the picture. What's your go-to beer? Um, when I'm in the U S probably just PBR because yeah, cheap. I try not to get too crazy with it. Like, um, half the time you're drinking it warm anyways. And I think PBR <laughs> is probably the, the, of all the big brand stuff. It's like, yeah. I'd rather go with PBR. It's reliable. It does the job. And, but in Canada, we have like 
craft beer in every grocery, like not every grocery store, but a lot of grocery stores, the beer stores. And it's relatively like almost the same price as the like big brands. Wow. So like right now I'm drinking um, uh, the Big Rig Alpha Bomb. It's an IPA. And Big Rig is owned by a a former senator, Ottawa senator, actually. So there's a lot of cool, cool like craft beers you you can kind of scoop up and they're right there beside the big big brands so just yeah. makes life easy kind of get get a couple pbrs or whatever's <laughs> and then you get a yeah. few like few of these bad boys just to you know slurp them down yeah because they're good they're great i mean ipas rock people have weird mm. opinions about ipas that they taste bad but i think those people probably are just you know maybe a bit weak it kind of depends on which one you get but yeah for sure they're, yeah they're, i mean it's a strong ones. flavor yeah i'm actually from buffalo um and we we used to go to toronto a lot and i remember the beer scene there is pretty crazy especially with like the ipas oh yeah canadians are crazy about beer dude it's so it's so wild yeah Yeah. buffalo is cool though i don't think i don't know if we've ever played buffalo i don't think really we must have at some point can you hear me still yeah okay sorry why what happened (laughs) something's happening i don't know Oh, take a second. Okay. Uh, all right. Can <laughs> you still hear me? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. I don't know. My capture card just decided to be wild. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> but it doesn't seem to have affected anything. So yeah, no, nothing's changed well, on my good. end. Yeah, we're good. Beauty. But no, yeah, my uh, Buffalo's a cool vibe. I like the Bills. Yeah, the Blue Jays played at our, uh, what do you call it? Our baseball stadium for the Bisons. Yeah, they're still for playing it. there. We're Are trying still to get them back. There? Yeah, oh, we're trying shoot. to get them back. It's like a big deal because Canadians yeah. are like, "Hey, we want the Blue Jays back." Hell yeah! The government's like, "They no, we can't do it yet." Yeah, so. yeah, we still can't even go to Canada. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a rough go. So coming from Ottawa, I can't imagine your music scene being much of a, a kickstart for the band. What got you guys recognized, and what methods did you use to get your music out there in the beginning? Um. So being from Ottawa was was. Yeah, you're right. It was really hard because we were in the middle of nowhere. But the good thing about it was, is that at the time, there were some really cool bands we were kind of coming up at the same time with. Yeah. And and that made it kind of kind of cool. And also Ottawa had this house. It was this punk house. And every band in Ontario, even bands in the States would like talk about it. It's like, oh, you playing. It's called Leaky Bees or Ask a Punk. (laughs) <laughs> and it was the spot, you know, if you were like a DIY touring band, like that's where you wanted to play. And so we kind of got, we'd play there, you know, maybe once a month or whatever. And it was really cool. We were right in the college area. So all our friends would come out. Like it was really, really a, a lot of fun. And the other cool thing about being from Ottawa was that when some bigger bands did roll through, there wasn't like a lot of bands in the city. So mm. we were one of the only like younger, newer bands also, they'd have there to throw some, you on the bill. Yeah, there was some other newer oh, wow. bands, but they weren't really like in the pop punk world. So yeah, um, we kind of would get thrown on the bill and it, it was cool. And it enabled us to like meet some really cool bands, you know, like that's how we I think our first time really properly meeting Seaway was just us as a local <laughs> band being put on their show. And uh, I think probably the same thing with like Pacific as well. Um, I think we played a handguns show. We, we got to play some like kind of cool shows of bands that were kind of doing stuff. And, and then from there, 
the, the one thing that helped us out tremendously was like Pacific was doing this tour um, off of they they just toured with Nick Deep, so they were doing a tour for their head. Their, it was a headline tour for uh, their first record. Okay, and they had this headliner in Toronto, and it, it was them, Boston Manor, Broadside, Rarity. Oh wow, that's a lot. Uh, I'm probably forgetting. Stacked. I think there was another one, but yeah, it was a stacked bill. And obviously those bands like Boston Manor wasn't quite yet what they had, you know, were going yeah. to become, but it was, it was still a really crazy tour. And we, they really fought for us to be on that show from what, from what I know, at least mm-hmm. like they were really cool about putting us, getting us that show and kind of putting us as the opener on that. And it was our first time ever playing to like a sold out room. And, uh, you know, they, they, that was great. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff where they just kind of helped us out and they, you know, they saw that we were trying our best. Uh, we, you know, we were trying hard and also we were just kind of nice to them. We were just nice. I think that's the biggest thing in music. It's like, just be, just chill. Just be nice. Like be easy to hang out with. Don't be an asshole. And yeah. And bands <laughs> like, I think that goes for anything in life, probably like just be yeah. chill and people will want if, if the, if there's a band like deciding picking bands for a tour it's like they want people that they're gonna be able to kick it with for a month and trust yeah absolutely yeah and so i think that's just like such a big thing and so many uh sometimes some bands get like a little too like industry minded and it's like (laughs) no one cares about the industry bro like no good band gives a fuck about industry stuff it's just about the hangs you know yeah that's super cool good outlook um so you have an overall positive outlook in a lot of your writing while a lot of bands in the respective genres that you associate with have a catalog of gloom. Uh, what keeps you from falling down that rabbit hole? I mean, we do have a couple songs that kind of go that way, yeah. but for the most part, yeah, I try to kind of put the silver lining on it. I do think that it's a bit useless to, uh, and also not completely genuine. I mean, maybe it can be genuine for some people. I think some people genuinely like really do feel that way. And they really do feel that there's no silver lining and that it's just really that bad. I don't though. I I just have a hard time believing that that's the case. Yeah. And so I, I'm not going to write music. That's not honest. I'm not going to be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm going to write sad music because that's (laughs) what everybody's doing. You know, I think it's a bit ridiculous. So I kind of just do what, what feels feels right to me i mm-hmm. i don't think it's responsible if you're an artist especially like i think some artists write that kind of music because it's what's popular at the time or whatever they it, they think it'll you know it'll do well yeah but i think as an artist you should be like honest i mean like just write about real experiences and mm-hmm. your perspective on things and that's what i do and i think uh people appreciate it i think mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of optimism in, in a dark time. Yeah, no, and, for sure. Uh, I think if there's if there's one thing people connected connect to, I, I hope it's that. Mm-hmm. And you've lost a lot of close family members during your years in the band. How has writing songs about these situations giving you a better outlook on how to cope with loss? I mean, I think it's been kind of like one of those things where you write the song and and you put it out. And it's a bit embarrassing, really. I mean, it, it is. Yeah. It's you're sharing a lot of yourself with uh, with people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even it's particularly embarrassing because, you know, uh, family, friends, those those especially when you're first putting out music, those are really the only people listening. Yeah. So it's a bit weird to like show that much of yourself that you probably wouldn't in, you know, real kind of in a, in a real life interaction. Right. Mm-hmm. It's through a song, but it's you nonetheless. And I think it's a bit embarrassing, but. I think getting over that embarrassment, like that was the, the hardest thing was like, ah, oh, like, do we write this? Like, ah, it feels a little bit just too, like too, too close. And I think mm-hmm. if people don't like it, it'll just kind of suck that I wrote something so personal and it sucked and, you yeah. know, and uh, that's what I think nothing here is permanent was the perfect EP for me because mm-hmm it like pushed me right out of that. And now I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm like, I'll write about whatever I want to write about. And I don't, I don't even care if someone says something about it. Like yeah. I think it, I, I've, you know, maybe it's cause I've gotten a bit older too. I just care less about maybe some of the opinions of, of uh, if someone has an opinion, like, man, this song sucks. It's like, yeah, I mean, maybe it does, but it's mine, mm. you know? Yeah, no, <laughs> so, absolutely. So it's um, that's one thing I think I've let go of is that like embarrassment or that fear of someone not liking something, especially when it feels close to you. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't get it doesn't matter because you get to have this thing. How many artists? So many. Yeah. How many people? This is this is how, especially how I feel about full lengths. How many people get to like go in work with a proper producer? Not and many. Make music, and make music that's like honest and real to them. Yeah. It's something that you know years from now i can listen back to it and know that like i fucking i i did it and i put it i put out how i felt and i told i told the story and Mm -hmm. that that feels good you know i got i've i've been able to do that and i think that's something that uh over time has just made me feel a lot better about it do you ever get worried that somebody's gonna realize that you wrote a song about them (laughs) oh i think people know if i've wrote a song about them (laughs) (laughs) but Um, I mean, I've never written a song about someone I don't like. Oh, okay. You know, I've That's never true. written a song out of like complete hate uh, or like, just <laughs> like, you know, even the songs where I maybe am like a little more bitter, I still think it's coming from like a place of, you know, love to an extent. Yeah. So, so the next full length is going to be the pissed off one. <laughs> maybe we'll see we'll see i just i don't know if i have it in me to be pissed off for 10 songs <laughs> yeah no for sure you know i don't know if i want to like bring i don't know it's just it, <laughs> it, it, i don't know if i can be that pissed off for that long yeah no that's a good thing though um what are some other bands from ottawa i'm kind of curious like that you can claim like any big ones i mean atlantis more set i believe oh cool um okay. Uh, Colorado, which is you know, yeah. I don't, you're you're in Buffalo, so you ever listen to Colorado? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, for sure. Okay, because I'm sure they like, you know, they were a big Canadian band, but yeah, uh, they played some really really cool show, bigger shows in Canada. But I don't know how much they really went to the states. Yeah, uh, but they were they're they're from Ottawa. They're mad cool. Um, I don't know any of them personally, but their music was mad cool. Yeah, for sure. And then um kind of newer and coming up like dad sports is a is a really cool band um that's kind of coming out of there right now yeah um it's probably it though really <laughs> wow okay I that's probably sure. no i mean that's not it there's some other cool bands here and there but yeah in terms of like big big names yeah 
Um, that's all I can really think of off the top of my head. Yeah. And, and then, and then in terms of bands that are coming up right now from Ottawa, there's actually a cool, a few cool ones. I think fan club wallet is another one. Yeah. It's like, but it's more of like a Ottawa. It has like a really cool indie scene right now. Oh, cool. You know, and I'm not living there at the moment. I'm living, I'm living kind of closer to Toronto. Hell yeah. So, and also there hasn't been shows. So I don't, I feel like I don't really have the pulse on, yeah. uh, on who's doing what as of late, but I mean, I'm sure cool Toronto is way better to be at. Right. Uh, it's cool to be close to just cause if my friends are touring, yeah. they're, they're going to play Toronto and I can just go hang out with them for the day. Yeah. And, uh, also, you know, it's where I grew up. So all my friends are here. Oh, sick. Okay. Um, and you know, it's just, I find it. It, and I, you know i live at home so i don't gotta pay rent yeah. <laughs> so, oh sweet okay yeah so especially over like uh when you're on tour all the time like obviously the last year is a bad example of that because a pandemic yeah. happened but when you're on tour all the time like i'm pretty uh you know obviously grateful for the fact that i have somewhere i can leave my clothes mm-hmm. and my computer while i'm out on tour and i don't have to pay you know that's oh, perfect crazy yeah. amount of money just just to store stuff i guess yeah that's but, great but no, yeah, there's, I mean, Toronto's great. Toronto's really cool, but mm-hmm. I think there's some really great music coming out of Ottawa right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I think when shows come back, that'll really be the, I think there's, I think people are going to realize a little bit. It's going to blow how, up a little bit. Yeah. Some of the bands coming out of Ottawa, some of those younger bands mm-hmm. are uh, really cool. And I think they're going to, they're going to do their thing and make a, make an impression mm-hmm. for sure. So your newest record, Hello, It's You, was recorded pre-COVID and took almost a year for completion um, to its respective release. How rough was it to sit on such a ripper of a record? It was tough, dude, because that State Champs tour that's about to happen in September was supposed to happen like last September. And we knew that. Like we were off of that tour and our record was supposed to come out on that tour. And we all we were all like, oh, yeah, like this is great. This is, you know. The, you know we've we're we've we're getting brought out on this this awesome tour oh god and we're releasing a record that we're really proud of and it's just going to be great you know it's going to be yeah. a lot of fun and then obviously that wasn't the case damn and you know a lot of things went different and we had to release our record not on tour which always hurts the performance of a record um you know it's kind of you're kind of supposed to put it out on especially a tour that big when you got Mm -hmm. a lot of eyes on you that's kind of the time to release new music but obviously we couldn't sit on it too long so we released it and in a way um i almost think it worked out Mm -hmm. kind of kind of incredibly great like the amount of support and just how stoked people were on it and how Mm -hmm. stoked people still are on it and how stoked people are going to be to sing along to the songs at a show is just uh oh they're gonna be ready yeah. It makes it like the anticipation leading up to this tour is, yeah. is insane. You know, I know those first, I mean, the whole tour beginning to end. I, and it's just like, I feel like every night I'm going to walk on stage and be like, yeah. fucking let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's fucking get it tonight, boys. Cause it's gonna, these are going to be your best be, shows yet. Probably. Right. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. We might not play great. <laughs> well, at least we'll, well, at least, be, I mean, we haven't played music together in over a year, so oh, wow. we got to practice a little, see how it sounds, but yeah, for um, sure. I think every band will probably be a little rusty when they come back. Yeah. Uh, it's a different, you know, no matter how much you practice when you get up there in front of a thousand people or whatever it is, 
that's tough. Uh, the practice doesn't go out the window, but yeah, you're, you're dealing with a whole a whole new set of things you're thinking about it in, at the moment and yeah. in, in the time. Hell yeah. I used to be in a band like a long time ago, like nine years ago. I was in like this shitty screamo band and I played like keyboards. <laughs> that's that's the move, dude. If you're yeah. gonna play in a shitty screamo band, go keyboard. <laughs> yeah. I'd like you know synth. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you got the synth, you just <laughs> you know, like full enter shikari on that shit. Yeah, just, mothership. <laughs> just, yeah, just go. I Fuck love yeah. that. Dude, keyboards in heavy music, it's so, so corny. Yeah, but so sick. I love when I love when things are such a product of the time. When you go back and listen to music from kind of that era of like 2010 ish. Yeah, you know, or like even a little later. Like some of the the, was like some of the music is just so like no one would do it now. Yeah, it's so corny, but it's so sick because it's Mm -hmm. such a it like brings you to a place in time. Mm-hmm. you know a certain point in time it's it's kind of it's kind of nice but we like we played this like uh show in philly in philadelphia and uh i just remember like we couldn't hear out of the speakers at all like or i don't know the setup was just weird and i just did not match the part of the song with like the synth at all <laughs> and it was like on recording like somebody recorded it and i just remember watching yeah it and, like what the fuck <laughs> yeah dude it's totally rough that's one thing about like playing a lot of shows, like lots and lots and lots of shows. Yeah. Is even when that happens, you, you just go like, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like kind of a, kind of a good time. Cause you can, I don't know. I feel like we've gotten used to not hearing ourselves. Yeah. When you're support act, the sound guys usually like, I don't give a fuck about these guys. Really? <laughs> so not always. I mean, some sound guys really, really try. Yeah. And they get it. They get that you're the, the smaller band. You're trying to get it done. But mm-hmm. sometimes there's quick about it. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, yo, can I get this up? And they're like <laughs> eating a sandwich. And you're like, all right, never mind. <laughs> I, I've, seen shows, I've seen shows where the singer has to say it like 10 times before they actually do it. Yeah. But I, I, I do understand it now. I used to be like so ignorant to why yeah. they wouldn't turn up my vocals and now I get that uh, microphones feedback. So sometimes yeah. there's a logical reason why, uh, mm-hmm. though a keyboard does not feedback. So they have no excuse on your part. Yeah, not for sure. Not to turn you up at least. Yeah. So uh, you said the overall reaction or reception to the uh, album's been like really good. So I don't really have to ask that again. Um, let's see here. Uh, what more does the new effort have to offer, would you say? Like what's different about this album than the last one? It's strange because I think there's the, the sound of it's a bit different. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, I feel like the last record we went into, um, we were listening to a lot of the Menzingers, a lot of transit. Um, Great. Transit's incredible. Uh, listen to a lot of the story so far, but I mean that we've always do that. We always do that. <laughs> um <laughs> whereas this record we were listening to uh, you know is a lot more like third eye blind and stuff like that but also like a lot of like newer indie stuff like laney and the bank you yeah. know and stuff like that so i feel like the sounds are a bit different at times in terms of the tones and and stuff like that yeah but i ultimately think it's kind of a similar record in the sense you've got like the true pop punk songs mm-hmm. you know like the songs we know 
you know, like eyes closed on blue in the dark is equal to and comparative to uh, sway. It's like yeah. we know that's the pop punk banger. And then, you know, blue in the dark, the song is sort of compared could is sort of similar in a way to, you know, a, a lovely, lovely or, you know, a tied to a lovely, lovely, you know, those kind of. Yeah you know, and then the darker kind of songs. And it's, I feel like it's constructed in a very similar way where we're sort of all over the place. You know, there's no real, we didn't go into the record being like, it's going to sound exactly like this. It was just 10, 10 songs that all happened to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And we recorded them. Uh, you loved them. Yeah. We liked them. So I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're not a band that like sits there and like, I feel like some bands have like a, you know, a huge, uh, they have like a really big goal in terms of like having the same tones on every song and having it sound like super consistent where I find that we just kind of like, you know, make, make music and, and it happens to sound how it sounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, at the same time, I respect those bands that fucking do that shit because there's some records that are kind of like that and they're perfect. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, there's some records that bands go for that and it's unbelievable it's like mm-hmm. a story from beginning to end whereas ours is not really a story beginning to end it's sort of like uh here's 10 songs yeah you know but uh enjoy them <laughs> yeah but i'm stoked on it I, I think it's a really cool record i'm stoked to play it live um but yeah it's a di- it's a bit different in terms of the tones and stuff and yeah for sure and all that but i think it's uh it's a, i don't know yeah. <laughs> i mean you guys you guys had a lot of different about it (laughs) you guys had like a lot of different beats and sounds to give the record like a more dynamic feel overall in the mix um yeah and we're releasing like a deluxe edition Uh, should i say that we haven't announced that yet i I guess you already did i mean i could edit it out but (laughs) no i don't care (laughs) it doesn't fucking matter people people know new songs are coming so there's a deluxe edition of that record and uh there are some songs on that record yeah uh, there's a song on that record that we've redone. Oh, cool. And people, when we released it, were like a little angry about it. And yeah. some bands, they like, they're like, oh, we're going to like rework a song uh, <laughs> to be something completely different, like this new sound. And we kind of went, we took one of the completely different sounding songs and went, all right, you want a fucking pop punk song? Yeah, we'll fucking record that version for you then, <laughs> dude. The only band I can and think I'm stoked of, on it. Yeah, that's sick. The only band I could think of that got kind of torn apart for doing that was the story so far when they did that acoustic EP, which is an incredible EP. I like it. I mean, you know, yeah, it's just, a great EP. I love it. I think it's so good. Yeah, a lot of people gave it shit. I don't know why. Ah, people are stupid. Yeah, that's of course. Why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you guys did the new album, you drove all the way from Toronto to L.A. Uh, that must have been nuts for three and a oh. half days. Yeah, it was fucked. It was so yeah. stupid. That's crazy. Never do that. Yeah. I mean, the reason we did it was because we had a show there. We had a headline show. Yeah. A chain reaction in, in Anaheim. So that's why we did it because we we figured it'd be cheaper to bring all our gear and lights and stuff yeah. than to rent it all. Yeah, of course. But the issue was getting home because the getting there was fine. Everything was fine. And then coming home... It took us three days to get there. Three or four days. Three, I think three days. I think it took yeah. us three days to get there. It took us over a week to get home, mm-hmm. and just everything went wrong. The van wouldn't start. 
Another thing went wrong. Uh, one of the guys was driving, hit black ice. We went flying into a ditch. The trailer no snapped way. off what? and like flew across. We're actually so lucky the trailer did snap off because if the trailer didn't, it would have flipped the van with it. Whereas oh, the no. van, because the trailer, because the trailer is so shit, it just snapped right off. Oh. And the van kind of just like slid into this ditch instead of it getting flipped a bunch. Holy shit. Everybody what time was, was that at? Was that in the middle oh, of the it was, day? Or? It was late. It was middle of the night. Like everyone oh. was asleep. Like I was asleep. And then all I hear, <laughs> and then all I hear from the front seat is, oh shit. And I look <laughs> up and it's, and I just feel the motion of the van spinning around no and way. around. And all of the, you know, when how snow looks, it was snowing like crazy. Oh, I know. Like how snow looks when it's like yeah. blizzard and you yeah. have the lights on. Yeah. It's like I can just see the snow. And it just looked like we were like going through a time machine. Yeah, it's like a time warp. And then I feel like the van leave the ground (laughs) as it flies through the air into the ditch. Yeah. And I was like, the fuck just happened? It was crazy. (laughs) We were so lucky, man. That could have been uh, that could have been tragic, but it wasn't, thankfully. Um, it happens to so many bands too. It's kind of crazy. It does. And that's why I hate driving at night. It's a waste of time. It's stupid. Don't do it. Just yeah, just get a hotel. Do that. <laughs> so, what's the writing process within the band? Does each member contribute ideas, and do you write the majority of the lyrics? Uh, so I'll write a lot of the music as well. Yeah. Uh, so for better yesterday, I had pretty much the full song written out already. Oh, cool. Uh, a lot of the you know most pretty much most of it instrumentation wise. I'm terrible at programming drums, so obviously, yeah, Mike had to make it sound a little more like if a real drummer was playing it. Yeah. And he, I mean, again, and he did that with all the songs. I mean, when you have a drummer that good, you obviously want to give them a little bit of free reign at times to do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, you know, he kind of made it feel a little bit more alive and, and stuff like that. But then, you know, there's other songs that kind of just happened in the studio. We, we didn't have a song and, you know, Courtney who's producing um, hello. It's you kind of said, well, do we have any songs? And I said, well, I have this one song, but it doesn't really match the record. It's kind of, it's kind of different, you know, I don't know. And um, I just played it for him on acoustic and he said, okay, go, go finish that song. Like go finish it on acoustic and we'll figure out uh, a way to make it a full band song. So that's what we did for that. And then you got songs like Transient Colors, which uh, Fitz wrote completely, wrote all the instrumentation. Yeah. And all I had to do was come in and and sing over it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other tracks, you know, me and Ryan uh, and Anton, who worked on our first record, we did some writing sessions with him. Me and Ryan hung out with him for a couple of days and did some songs with him. So mm-hmm. we kind of are a bit all over the place with writing. Yeah. Uh, I write most of the ideas, but... You know, obviously everybody pitches uh, pitches in their two cents and helps out a little bit. Um, you know, a good sway. way to do it, though. Honestly. Yeah, it's it's good to have direction on things. Like I think when mm-hmm. you have all five people sitting in a room, it can get a little bit convoluted. Yeah, it's almost like you have too many chefs in the kitchen. It's like sometimes it's really good to just kind of like get it done mm-hmm. and then see what spices the chefs want to add yeah you, you know go. like get get the meal made and then we can decide what kind of spices we want to put on it we'll make a gourmet and, <laughs> yeah because it's a little it's a little it makes a little bit more sense when you do it that way yeah no that's cool and what ways would you say that you've grown as a vocalist throughout your band's discography um more confident and i think confidence in music in in singing is the biggest thing i think yeah. i took vocal lessons for a while with this dude 
And he was showing me all these ways to sing. He was giving me all these tips and I, you know, I'm blowing through the straw and doing all that dumb shit. (laughs) And, (laughs) and he's showing me all this stuff. And then on the third day, he kind of goes, all right, man, well, he, this is so funny that he never asked me to do this until the third day. And he was like, well, do you want to just like sing me a song? Yeah. Cause I was struggling with all the like specific techniques and I, he's like, do you want to just like play me a song? And I, I can kind of base it on that because I was yeah. struggling. And I played a song for him and he went, dude, you already do all those things. <laughs> he was like, well, all you, all, that's all you do. He's like, why are you even here? Like, I don't get it. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I'm like, you know what I mean? It's almost like when you do something because it feels natural, but yeah. you're not you don't know why it feels natural it just kind of does you're doing it the way you want to do it and it happens to work comes naturally and uh his biggest advice was like bro like when you're confident you do everything right Mm -hmm. so that's the biggest thing so that that to me is like his his advice was just like be loud you know just be loud be confident and i i feel like that through all the technical weird you know like here's how you do this thing the most helpful thing was just be loud, be confident, go for it, and you'll and you'll kill it. So I think that's been the biggest thing. I used to question things a little bit more. Can I do this? Can I do that? Yeah. And now it's like, fuck it. I'll let's just do it. Let's try it. If it sucks, it sucks. Who yeah, cares? Exactly. Scrap you know, it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So yeah. it's like, let's just try it. And you know, if it works, it works. And I think when you're a singer that can be the toughest hurdle to get over mm-hmm. is just that self-consciousness of uh like can i do this because it's not like an instrument it's not like a guitar where you can you know that's the note and you just hit the exactly note. just keep practicing you know? it, yeah yeah it's like vocals there's like a delivery there's a you know a lot to it yeah you got to hit the note but you also got to sound honest you can't just be a robot while you sing it you got to be like yeah. real about it and I think so much of it is just confidence. I think that's the biggest thing that that's changed from, you know, the beginning of the band to till now, uh, like singing and your positive energy for sure too. Yeah. Just like going for it, doing it, keeping positive, not like getting, it's hard not to get down on yourself sometimes if you can't get apart, Yeah. but you got to just try and, you know, squeeze through it. Yeah. So when, when did the vocal lessons come into place though? Was that like after the first EP? Yeah, so our first record, I, I, I took vocal lessons while we were working on the record. Because you just wanted to be and, perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I just felt like I was damaging my voice to an extent. But honestly, that was kind of solved with just being more realistic. You yeah. know, like we would write songs in like what's best for you for example is a song that's not in my key at all it's way too high it's crazy which Mm. is what gives it that energy you know which is what makes it feel so aggressive is that i'm not yelling just to yell i'm yelling because i if i didn't yell i wouldn't hit the note like that's Mm -hmm. how how high that that song is and now we kind of you know if the song calls for that we'll do it especially in the studio there's no if you harm your voice a bit in the studio you can recover like it's it's okay obviously on a tour though you got to be a little more cautious of like if you go like if you go too crazy like you could really fuck it up but um but yeah wait what was the question again 
<laughs> the, the vocal lessons thing oh yeah the like vocal what, lessons you kind of answered it you're good <laughs> yeah that was it that was it and dude the other thing was i thought i was hurting my voice but turns out i just need to brush my teeth better <laughs> i i kept i kept getting problems with my i still to this day get problems with my tonsils and and it's just about like if i gargle mouthwash yeah. it like fixes the problem i thought you were making th- a funny there you're serious no, like, like <laughs> when you're on tour, you might not like brush your teeth. You're eating, you're obviously not eating a lot of great food. You're not sleeping yeah, a lot. It's tough. So your hygiene can suffer a little bit. And I think that's the big, especially when you're super tired. Yeah. You're like so done. You're in the van, but you're like, I need to brush my teeth with this fucking Dasani water bottle right now. You just got to get it done. <laughs> yeah. Normally I, you know, I wouldn't, but now I got to make a better, uh, you know, effort, effort yeah. of doing that because it sucks brushing your teeth with a dasani water bottle in a walmart parking lot it does sometimes you have to mm-hmm. let me see how helpful are iphone notes and voice memos and keeping track of your ideas for food, our future use everything that is everything. the biggest biggest thing when like to me pro tools you know demoing stuff is cool but nothing is a better tool for songwriting mm-hmm. than an acoustic guitar. Yep. Your your voice and a note app and the voice memo app. That those are the most important things. Mm-hmm. If you want a good song, that's all you need. You can get crazy good with Pro Tools, like sure, like there's no harm in it. But those things are like to me the biggest tools in terms of developing ideas, remembering ideas, um, and kind of just getting them down. Mm-hmm. now you already kind of answered this one um how important is song placement on an album for you is it difficult to articulate a perfect flow between the songs to tell the story in a, a cohesive order it can be yeah but it almost does it itself yeah that's true you know because there's already like a preconceived idea like you're not gonna put the slow sappy song in the first four songs like you just wouldn't do that it wouldn't make sense <laughs> so you you know, you know that's probably going seven or eight, maybe nine. You know that there's certain songs that feel correct for closing a record. There are certain songs that feel correct for opening a record. And you can kind of just feel which songs belong where. Sometimes with certain songs, it can be a little tough when you get into that, like, you because the first four songs on a record are usually the first, the singles. Yeah. So you kind of know that. The first four are probably going to be the singles for the most part. And then you kind of have an idea of, you know, at the slower songs to be seven or eight, you got a song that's probably very, feels very like, okay, this, is good. this would be the last song on the record type thing. Mm-hmm. And then, then every other song, you kind of just like throw where you think it should go. That that can be a little bit tougher. Yeah. Um, but on this record, we kind of tried to make an effort of having songs blend into each other a little bit more. I think Dreams, uh, is it Over Now into Dreams? Or dreams into over now. Well, one of the two. One of those two songs blends into the other one, or it was intended to. And the second half of the record's a little bit darker. Uh, let's see which one it was. Oh, it's over now into dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so I feel like on this record, we had a better idea. The last record, it was a mess. This mm-hmm. record, a little bit easier. Yeah. No, perfect. Um, so you're a big fan of big Turks, especially while on the road. Can you explain what those are and why those kick ultimate ass? 
Uh, Big Turks are a chocolate bar. Yeah. Um, that uh, I think they're like a Turkish delight type deal. They got like jelly in them, kind of. It's like chocolate with like jelly in it. Sounds amazing. Seriously, it's it's great, dude. It's an underrated chocolate bar. It doesn't get enough love. I, yeah. I'll never understand why. I, I'll never understand why people hate on Big Turks. Like some just, of the other members of the band hate on it. Oh, yeah. And I think it's just because of the name. Like Big Turk is a ridiculous name for a chocolate bar. Yeah. You know, maybe the branding's not on point, but the chocolate bar itself is really good. Sounds pretty macho. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous name for a chocolate bar, but it does the job. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, is it true that you or some of the members of your band did a hardcore side project? Yeah, the other guys. So, we used to, at practice, we would all take turns singing. <laughs> well, singing, take screaming. Turns. So, I'd play guitar for a couple songs and then, cool. like, bass for a song. We'd all switch instruments pretty much. Yeah. And we'd do that at the end of every practice just for fun, just to be stupid. <laughs> and then a couple of the guys, uh, re- uh, we actually did one show where we performed the songs and people were so confused. Uh, I don't think it went over well. No. Um, I think maybe one of the songs went over well, but I think the, fir- the first two we did, people were like, they didn't understand what was happening. Yeah first two tracks and then we did the third one i feel like people understood it a little bit more they were like oh this is like a hardcore thing this isn't a real <laughs> bearing song or set this is just for fun you know so it was a good time and uh, i think of a couple of the guys recorded some stuff i don't know if they put it out maybe they did i know some of it got deleted due to a, like a, a macbook thing yeah i'm not sure that's fine um, but it's fun stuff i mean i enjoyed doing it it was it was yeah. a lot of it was a good time. Is that uh, phone behind you, the one from the album cover? Hello, it's you. Yes, it is. It's the exact one, but Hilarious. it's not not nearly as yellow as the record. That was uh, a little bit of Photoshop magic. There you go. Yeah. You paid 50 bucks for that thing? Yeah, I think so. It was a weird, weird deal to make with a yeah. random woman, older woman, like, yeah. you know, an elderly woman. I think she was very confused as to why six guys in a big van are rolling up to buy her rotary phone <laughs> or whatever the hell it is. But yeah. uh, I'm sure she was happy to take the money and give us a, a, that phone. That's hilarious. So you're an avid golfer. Do you uh, or did you play any other sports growing up? So I only started golfing in the last month, which is maybe why I'm so avid about it. You're pretty avid about it. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I've gotten pretty good in a month. I feel like it, it's, it came pretty natural to me. A month. Like some of my buddies who've been golfing for years, I feel like I can compete with them. Yeah. Like I'm playing pretty good as of late, so feeling confident. But uh, yeah, I played a lot of hockey growing up. Hockey was the big one. Every, every, I mean... Even in the summer, I'd play hockey. I'd, yeah. I'd play like rep hockey, and then I'd play like rep inline hockey. Yeah. And then, do you do like street hockey with your friends? I used to do that. Yeah, a lot of street hockey. Um, in high school, I played a couple years of baseball. Yeah. Um, played a couple years of football when I was a lot younger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just kind of I feel like most sports. I'm like, I think I'm pretty good at hockey. I think I'm okay. I think I've you know. Mm-hmm. at a certain level but when it comes to other sports i think i'm just okay at them and i i'm able to have a fun mm-hmm. time with them which is why i like golf i feel like golf 
is like the ultimate go at your own pace go at your own pace and especially if you go to the right course yeah it's not if it's not too bougie it's a lot of fun Oh, dude, the bougie ones are the worst when there's people the behind you and they're screaming at you. They're like, go yeah. faster. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. It's like I we go to it. like, we just go to some cheap courses. We buy a few beers. Exactly. We we hit the ball. Maybe it's a good shot. Maybe it's not. Yeah. We, you know, it's not important. Like, it's just about hanging out with your friends and yep. having something to do, you know, mm-hmm. and for the longest time, there was nothing to do. And dude, so nothing absolutely it's nothing. nice it's nice now that there's we can at least play golf there's no hockey arenas open yet or anything like that but at least we can play golf so i've gotten into that and uh, i've kind of broken the thought i had of golf i used to think golf was like super you know like <laughs> bougie just yeah bougie like just ooh, I'm a rich guy you know <laughs> and now now i'm like oh it's 20 dollars to go <laughs> play for three hours like that's a like that's the same amount as going to watch a movie. Yeah, it's red. <laughs> yeah, like that's not bad. That's not expensive. That's very doable. So you know, yeah, now my sure. mind's kind of been changed now that I've discovered that not every golf course <laughs> is uh, is a bunch of guys in in uh, you know with, with tucked in shirts smoking cigars. I feel a little bit a little bit better about it. Are you a fan of uh, Happy Gilmore? Oh, great movie. Yeah, great movie. Pro- because probably because because of hockey but also because of yeah. like again growing up thinking golf is like this rich guy sport yeah that movie is like the funniest thing because it's <laughs> like dumb hockey he's a d- dumb bruins fan you know he <laughs> just wants to fight everything he's it's trying so to sl- he like runs up to the ball his putter is a hockey stick it's so <laughs> stupid i love it it's a great you movie know, come to think of it i wonder if any real golfers got pissed when that came out probably right well maybe i mean i've i watch it's so weird dude i watched this youtube video with this dude and he tests out the happy gilmore swing oh dude (laughs) and and apparently the accuracy is not great but it does get you a few more yards on your drive so i don't know if that's gonna be a thing people start doing but funny you brought that up funny funny you brought that up i literally made a tiktok because my first tiktok was that literally like i i I attempted it i attempted it at like a range you know yeah, and I fucking hit the tray of the golf with the golf balls. Oh the man, whole tray like fell off and like a bunch of balls like went down. And I was on the I was on the higher up one, like the yeah. elevated part. So <laughs> the balls like dropped to the person below. Oh damn, it was funny. It's a yeah. dangerous sport. It is. It's pretty dangerous. It's a dangerous sport. <laughs> so you worked at Starbucks for a decent amount of time. What was that like? It's cool. It's yeah. probably the only company i've ever worked for i've worked for a lot of shitty minimum wage jobs it's the only one i think i could honestly give a positive review for really that's surprising probably the only one like every other minimum wage Hmm. job i had has been like typical minimum wage job you know what i mean like just kind of sucks like it's it's you're there to make whatever money you make and then yeah you, you hate it starbucks is the one job where you know the work's not great no, but I think the company g- genuinely is a good company to work for. If you're a student, if you're young, yeah, uh, you get benefits. Even as a part-time employee, you get benefits. So I think wow. it's it's a cool job. They are extremely flexible with time off. Like if you want time off, really, and there's someone that. that works at another store, like they can take your shift at your store. No way. 
What? Yeah. So the time off was super flexible. It was nice having, you know, I, I don't know if I had full benefits by any means, but I had some, you know, some really good uh, benefits I was able to take advantage of even as a part-time employee. You had the, uh, and, the bearings uh, benefits. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> But, you know, as a musician, you don't get benefits. So it was nice working at Starbucks. It was, in my experience, the best, the best bad job. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, if you have to go get a minimum wage job, if you're in college and you just have to go get a job, Starbucks is the best one you can get, 100%. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, Did you butcher a lot of the spellings of customer names on the cups? I honestly, I wouldn't even try. I would just, so it got, (laughs) it was weird because we, when I started working there, yeah, we had to write it on cups, which initially, yes, I would fuck up the spelling, but then they switched it so that it would, it would print out their name, but you had to enter it in the computer, but the computer is like, not, it's not like, you know, they don't exactly have a, you know, NVIDIA 30 series cards in there slow you know yeah. it's it's like not it's not everything's instantaneous yeah so, um but the other thing was if they had a starbucks card it would auto input their name so i really didn't have to input too many names i would do people's orders my biggest complaint from people was usually that i wasn't like cheery <laughs> you know because well, you know the starbucks experience so you go and it's like hey uh welcome to starbucks <laughs> And I oh, dude, usually, that's even not to cut you off, but that's even yeah. weirder at like Chick Fil A. They're fucking yeah, weird. it's like creepy. It's like there's no way you like this job. No, like or there's no way you like it that much. Not a chance. <laughs> so that was the one thing. Sometimes customers would say to me, I'd be like, they'd come up and I'd be like, Yeah, hey, how's it going? Like, it's not that I was mad. It's not that I was like angry or anything like that. But I was extremely yeah. casual. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was over the top happy. I was I was also wasn't miserable. I was just vibing, you know. But yeah, how's it going? What's up? And they'd be like, "Oh, I'll get this and this and this." I'd be like, "That's a grande, uh, it's a grande cappuccino." They're like, "Yeah," and I was like, <laughs> "Cool, bro." And I'd enter it, and I'd, that'd be it. I wasn't like over the top happy though. Yeah. So sometimes they'd be like, "Have you woken up yet?" And I'd be like, "No, <laughs> man, I'm still waiting for it." Yeah. <laughs> it's five five p.m. I woke up at three. I was I was out drinking with the boys, you know. We'll see. We'll see if I ever wake up today. I had one too many brewskis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I work at Starbucks. I'm not exactly saving lives here, so you know. Do you want another cake pop or what? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then sometimes people would be like, "This coffee isn't isn't uh, hot enough," and I'd go, "Oh man, all right. Well, do you want another one?" And they'd go, "Yes," and I'd go, "Okay, I'll make you another one." <laughs> yes. You know, or the worst thing though is I never learned to make all the drinks. So if someone wanted a frappuccino <laughs> and so and everyone was on break, I was like the only person working because it was slow. It'd be like Jerome, be like, you gotta come back here. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, "Can I get a frappuccino?" And I'd be like, "Oh shit, yo!" And I I'd be honest with them, dude. I'd be like, "Yo, okay, no I'm gonna way. be real with you. This that dude's on break. I have no clue how to make a frappuccino. I mean, I can try." can't promise it'll be good though that's insane and then and then they'd be like okay well like have some iced coffee i'd be like i can do that all day baby iced coffee's good with me <laughs> do the iced coffee for him wow dude that's funny yeah you're, I, was, you're... I was just real with them you know <laughs> you gotta be real real yeah. friends exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you're a coffee fan yourself what's your go-to choice of coffee while you're on tour uh starbucks we're all starbucks guys 
um, because first of all, it works. You know, you yeah. get a coffee from McDonald's, you're playing Russian roulette. Maybe yeah, you're going to get yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have the shits, the runs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like coffee from Starbucks, you know what you're getting. You got a few options. You can get the dark roast, the light roast, the medium roast. I always get the dark roast. Dark roast. Okay. It tastes good. They got almond milk. Cause I don't like drinking regular milk in my coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I'm pretentious. So I get the <laughs> almond milk. <laughs> I get the almond milk. I'm vibing. We're good to go. Yeah. There you go. You know, like, I, I don't know. I just think it's the safest bet when it comes to mm-hmm. grabbing a quick coffee, Starbucks. Yeah. It's a little bit more expensive, but you get what you pay for. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's either you drink the one Starbucks coffee or you drink one McDonald's coffee and you're pulling over an hour later Terrible, to buy dude. another to, to buy another coffee. And then at that point, you've spent more money than just buying the initial yeah. Starbucks coffee that would have woken you up. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm I'm big on the Starbucks train. And what about uh, Tim Timmy Ho's? Bad. Just bad. You don't like Tim Hortons? Nah, dude. Went so downhill. Used to be great. Now it's bad. Oh, it's because Burger King bought him. Yeah, well, they've moved around ownership quite a bit. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. You know, it's not like, I say it's bad. It's not that bad. I mean, it's fine. I, you know, it gets. You're definitely right that it went downhill. That's for sure. Yeah, it's years. like, it's fine. Yeah. But I think Starbucks has a pretty insane stranglehold on the game right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you ever gotten hurt during a show? Like one that you were yeah. on stage for? Yes. So I actually pulled. Um, and I don't know whether this injury happened because I was playing a lot of hockey at the time. Yeah. My only way of making money when I was home from tour was playing hockey. Mm-hmm. So I was just playing a ton of hockey to just make a little bit of money. Yeah. Because I'm a goalie. So I, I make I can make I make like 30, 40 bucks a game. I'm like yeah. what they call a rent a goalie. So I show up for I show up for these beer league teams and I'd play every day. Right. So I, I'm not sure if it was maybe instigated by that because I was just like kind of always, you know, I was kind of feeling sore. But at this this one show, I kind of it still hurts to this day. It never really went back to normal. But I did like one of these spins with my oh, arm and my shoulder out. just like popped out oh. and it never went back. It just like stayed that way. And oh. uh and it's it's gotten better. Like it doesn't hurt anymore, but it was pretty bad for a while. Wait, it's still he, like popped out. You're saying? No, I don't, I mean I went to the doctor and he said it's just like a ligament. Like I guess it's just kind of like a, a stretchy, like something's just a little stretchy in there. Like it, yeah. it it'll bug you, but it's not like a real like nothing's out of place technically. Yeah, things are just not perfect, but. I mean, if you're really that bothered by it, take an Advil was his advice. Would like so, a chiropractor help that? I don't know. He said you could go to physio and I was like, fuck physio, dude. I'm not that worried about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know, it'll, it'll sort itself out. I also got a knee problem from jumping all the time on stage. Really? And again, I think it was compounded with playing a lot of hockey. Yeah. And it's, it's right below my shin and it's just, it's kind of like a shin splint, but it's a, not really a shin splint. But yeah. it's like right below the knee, and it's just from constant like, I don't know, g- like getting up and down a lot, a lot of pressure, jumping, yeah. jumping a lot. Yeah, it just kind of like the, all the pressure kind of, kind of fucks it up a little. But again, I went to my doctor about it, and he was like, "It's it's it's a problem, but all I can tell you is to take an Advil. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, like it's not bad enough to do anything about." Yeah. 
So it's, you know, you, you just kind of rest it, learn to live with it a little. Yeah. Probably get better over time anyway. Yeah. I think rest was the biggest thing. That's my biggest issue. I have a hard time resting Oh, me too. every day, every day I need to, I want to run or I want to go. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. You run, go play golf. Yeah. I run a lot. Oh yeah. I love running. Or, uh, actually, you know, I'm yeah, running at 5 a.m. tomorrow, actually. <laughs> nice, bro. I love it. That's what I'm saying. Like, every day I want to be doing something. So the yeah. hardest days are the rest days. The hardest days are like, I need to do nothing today. I just need yeah. to sit. I need to rest my body. And that yeah. is the hardest day for me because I just, mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. I, I hate it. Mm-hmm. No, I love, I just love running early in the morning where it's like, there's not too much sun hitting you. Yeah. And then you just like, listen to your favorite bands and just it's great yeah i just yeah. run midday hottest midday. it can be oh shit humid as shit yikes and uh you know i'll go out there and someone will be like oh, are you sure you want to run in this weather and i go <laughs> yes. fuck it you know <laughs> we were once cavemen and we didn't have any other options so Is that i'm sure <laughs> i'll be fine <laughs> yeah i mean like hell yeah come on we're not like we're i'm fine you know it's yeah. just a bit of heat you so you don't really do it for time you just kind of just do it to do it yeah, I do it like I usually do about 6K and I try to do about a 510 pace. Wait, what? Wait a second. Six. So six kilometers on a five, What's five six minute, kilometers? 10 second. That's like um, four or five mile. Nah, it wouldn't even be that. I'm not sure how far six kilometers is. Let me Google it. Six yeah, kilometers, <laughs> Canadian. six kilometers to miles, 3.7 miles. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I can do so about not, that. So not super far. And I just try to get a five. I aim for like a five ten per kilometer pace, okay. which I don't know how that would average out to miles, but uh, I see it's pretty fast. Like it's a pretty tough pace to meet, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, but the other guys in the band run too, you know, I've, I've done, That's uh, cool. runs with, uh, I've done like organized runs and stuff with Ryan, our guitarist and, uh, Sweet. and stuff like that so we're and our micro drummer you know he's a you you can probably tell he, he fucking he lifts yeah <laughs> so it's <laughs> funny drummers love to lift man i don't know what it is with drummers they love that They're behind the set they gotta look cool yeah exactly yeah. um have you ever gotten absolutely annihilated in a mosh pit no 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 i'm pretty good in the mosh pits I feel like Not growing too. up playing. I feel like growing up playing hockey helps you a bit. Yeah, defend yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. You get the shoulders. You get the shoulders up a little. You know. Um, <laughs> the only time I've ever been worried in a mosh pit. It wasn't really a mosh pit. I was seeing Blue Community two at uh, Rockfest. Oh hell yeah! And there was the. the it, it was about one a.m. and the entire crowd was just. I want to say a hundred thousand people, dude. It was insane. Wow. And there was like no security. The festival was a mess. They'd lost control by this point. The the event, like the, the festival staff had lost control. Like it was Is this the chaos. Montreal one. Uh, yeah. It's in, held in a town yeah. outside Montreal and it was just chaos. And um, it was crazy. And, but basically Blink-22 got on stage and it was just, people were just getting trampled mm-hmm. like run over the entire crowd you were just like it was like a sea of people you know you're shifting yeah. and if you fall over you know you try to pick people up but sometimes another because when one person would fall over it'd be like a domino effect on oh, 50 other absolutely. people you know what i mean so it was just absolute chaos that was the only time i was actually worried i'd get hurt 
Was that Blink with Tom? At a show. Yes, Blink with Tom. The only Blink. Yeah, I've seen Blink with Tom twice, and uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to see him without him. I, yeah, 100%. I've seen Blink. Not for yeah, me. Actually, I've seen him twice, too. Never with Matt, though. But No, not, not for me. I, I'm not going to go out of my way for it. But Yeah, I mean, Alkaline Trio slaps, but I'm not going to be. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think it's cool they're still doing, you know, they want to do music. They can keep doing music. It's not yeah. for me, but you know what? As long as they're enjoying themselves, yeah, I'm down with it. If You know what I, I think should happen? I think sh- they should make one more record with Tom. Do one big final tour and just call it a day. It's time. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I know, obviously, Mark is not well right now, so. I know, I'm really upset about that. Yeah, me too. So, ho- hopefully, hopefully, everything's all good with him and, and that can happen, you yeah. know. And, uh, and, and, um, Blink Grand Two's had a lot of close calls, so let's just hope this is just another one mm-hmm. of those close calls, you know, with Travis and the plane. Let's just hope it's just yeah. another one of those close calls, and uh, they'll be able to get back together and, and play some killer tours. Yeah, no, for sure. His mom actually had cancer and she got through it, so I, I think he'll be fine. But I, I know he's got some good doctors right now. Yeah, cool. I mean, I mean, uh, scary, bro. It's scary when you're like mm-hmm. childhood heroes, you know. Like when, like, don't get me wrong, it's. I get everyone's human and these things happen, but it always yeah. feels, you know, a little bit larger than life. Oh, for sure, dude. Everybody in my neighborhood growing up, everybody's favorite band was Blink. Like everybody on my street. Mm-hmm. All my friends. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Blink, it was the opposite. I didn't really know many people that loved Blink. And really? that was like the one thing that made me feel mm-hmm. like connected to the outside world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, most <laughs> I, of my I didn't grow up did. with anyone, people that fucked with music in general. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, it just was like later, later on. Mm-hmm. Once, once you kind of break. Yeah, like, later on, everyone I met. That's how Bearing started. I, I probably should include that. The first, when I met Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Culligan, yeah. our guitarist. Yeah, we met at a poster sale in college. That was the first time we met. <laughs> poster and we sale. were both buying the same Blink One Eighty Two poster. <laughs> Where was this and poster that, sale? In the college, it was like you have like a what? dorm, right? That's sick. And and they'd have like a poster sale so you could buy posters for your dorm room. Oh, that's sweet. And it was like just they had all these posters and we both were buying the same Blink-182 poster and we, we <laughs> just ended up, you know, that's how we first met. What was the poster of? Like, which one was it? It was uh, Tom, Mark, Mark, Tom and Travis. You got to do it in that order. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Tom and Travis. It was Mark, go. Tom and Travis. And uh, it was, <laughs> dude. It was kind of a dumb poster. It was like you could tell. I don't even know if Blink Twenty Two is aware these were being post like printed. Yeah, because it was like a photoshopped like Mark, Tom, and Travis Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, but it was like kind of cheesy. But it was like there was nothing special about it. It wasn't like an album cover or anything like that. Yeah, it, just it was worked. just like it was just like exactly what you think a a college <laughs> poster sale would sell. <laughs> You know what I mean? As long as it worked, that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your favorite Blink record is the self-titled, right? 100%. It's the best yeah. one. Really? Yeah. I mean, I love yeah. it. Um, Enema is probably my favorite. I mean, it's kind of... I mean, they're all great. They're all great. I mean, I think Enema, Take Off Your Pants, Jacket, and Dude Ranch are so close. But two, 2003 definitely like reinvented the band, so I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, I mean that that record is just from like it's so perfect. hard. I don't know. It's perfect. It's yeah. everything you want from a record. Um, it's sad. It's it's everything. It's fast. It's slow. It's everything. It's everything. It's What's a, a better record. opener than feeling this? By the way, no. yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. perfect. Yeah. First, first time I saw Blink, 
I showed up, I snuck in like four joints. Yeah. Because they were searching us. I snuck in like four joints in like the back of my shirt. <laughs> and I smoked like a couple of them with this guy before Blink went on. <laughs> and and Blink, it was like the neighborhood's tour. So it was like strobe yeah. lights. And they started it with uh, feeling this. Damn, and dude. I have never, I, 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 I was like, I'm going to have a panic attack right here and right now. Dude. And then they started playing, playing. And I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. This <laughs> was, was the tour it, with my camera, right? Yes. Yeah. That was the first tour. Romance. That was the first tour. I saw them on two, two, but the first time I was supposed to see them was 2009 for the reunion tour. Oh, uh, okay. And no joke, dude, this was the worst experience of my life. Favorite band, obviously. Um, basically me and my dad were supposed to go see them in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, which is like an hour past Cleveland. So a good four, four and a half hour drive from Buffalo. Yeah. We, dri- we drive the whole way. And then we find out when we get to the gates that the show was canceled. Damn. And they just like emailed us that day. And my dad didn't check his email. <laughs> but uh, I guess it was for a good reason, though. I think Travis was going to his friend's funeral, like DJ AM. Oh, uh, okay. Or something. So it was like a last minute cancellation. But yeah, it was yeah. such a bummer, dude. That, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's that, that my chem, my chem and, and uh, blank. That was, that was a, whew. That was like the biggest show of my life still to this day because of the fact that uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge was like the first album I ever bought. Like when I would literally go to the store and just pick up a record, that was the first one, I think. Yeah, I'm big on that band, too. So when my cousin, my cousin Caitlin told me about this, I was at like a family party and uh, she's like, yeah, did you hear about that Blink tour that just got announced? I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, Blink-182 and My Chemical Romance. I'm like, you're lying. Because those were like it's my huge. two favorite bands. I'm like, huge. how does that and, happen? And, and the other band on that was Manchester Orchestra, was it not? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah which is a, another incredible band. So it was kind of like pretty insane. I didn't even know who Manchester Orchestra was at the time, but yeah, I was blown away. That entire show, I was like, man, bro, like this is this is a fucking show. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I never, I never got like shit. super. <laughs> I never got like super into them, but like they're really good. Yeah, it's just not my sound. Yeah, no, I mean, neither. I never like dived into it, but just like that show, like from and beginning to end, great. lots yeah. of great, just great music from beginning to end. Yeah, the tour that I missed, though, was uh, I mean, they had a couple different lineups for it. Um, but the one I was supposed to go to, I think, was Weezer, Fall Out Boy and possibly Panic at the Disco with Blink. Oh, yeah. When I saw Blink Stats. at Rockfest, Weezer played right before them. It's nuts. Yeah. Weezer puts on a killer show, too. Yeah, they're great. Not sure about all those new albums they're releasing, though. It's kind of getting crazy. (laughs) Okay. Hold on one second. No worries. I really have to pee. Go. Like, it is an emergency. I literally agree. I'm going to go, too. (laughs) Okay. We're almost done, by the way. I got a couple left and then, like, a speed round. No, I know. But even if it went 10 seconds longer, we'd be in trouble. Yeah, there'd be some drops. All right. (laughs) Sounds good. That's how urgent it is. That that was absolutely delicious. Best yeah, that was my wild, life. dude. That was fucking crazy. That was like, whew. Yeah, I needed it too. Beautiful. I, I I'm really good at holding it, surprisingly. But when I go, it's like it just comes out. I'm like, wow. I was waiting for it, dude. You ever feel like 
if you had a target like 20 feet in front of you, <laughs> you, you could it. like nail it like right in the middle. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's how I feel sometimes. I'm like, this is like it is so crazy that my body has muscles that do this. <laughs> it's crazy because those are the same muscles you sing with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. You're right. It is. Uh, when I when I was taking vocal lessons, that was his advice. He's like, when you're trying to hit a really high note, <laughs> you just it's all it's all like in, in the, the groin section. Yeah. <laughs> like that's where like put it in, put it in that region because that's hitting a high note is like peeing really far. That's epic. I never thought of it that which, way, which which scares me every time I go on stage and I have to pee a little because I'm like, yeah, oh, man, I sure hope I don't have to hit any high notes tonight. Oh, no. Shoot. Have you ever had to like walk off stage to go? No, I think I've seen that happen like at least once. No, Blink 2011. It happened. Really? Tom. <laughs> Tom oh, it's all, dude, always Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Tom is such a badass. Dude, I swear to God, Tom <laughs> to this day person. is just still such a badass because like he <laughs> they were playing and he and he looked at them and he went, guys, I have to pee. <laughs> and they went, OK. And then he's just like, bye. And then like dipped for like five minutes and wow. Mark and Travis just like riffed. Travis was like, you know, they just yeah, did a little jazzy a thing. Yeah. And uh, Tom comes back. He's like, all right, we're back, motherfuckers. And then they <laughs> play the next song. It's Dude, like what, so sick. What I thought was funny was like when they had that, like the like the breakup pretty much, or when he left, I mean. Um, and when they, they announced that he was leaving and then he came on, the internet was like, I never said that. <laughs> yeah. He, he like really did leave though. <laughs> well it's i mean it was sort it was sort of like all over the place yeah yeah it's weird because it's like it's it's sort of like you know he's you you expect him to come back at some point yeah but like skiba is just like our our dad in the meantime like he's there you know but you don't expect him to be there forever at least i hope it's not that way but yeah if it is it is you know to be honest if i if i'm being honest right now I think Skiba's already out. Maybe, yeah, probably. Like, I think, I think, I think Blink. If if this is the weird thing, right? Is every time something crazy happens with Blink, yeah, it it like brings them back together. Yeah, it's kind of weird, you know. Oh, yeah, so like answer thing, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I I I just hope. Uh, I'm. It'd be so selfish to be like this like happened and therefore <laughs> it's like no i mean obviously like this is some real shit it's some real fucking crazy shit no, yeah and you obviously you hope that everything's all right yeah for sure but uh it is one of the it is kind of interesting because you you remember like you know everything was a mess and then or you know obviously the, i don't know how often they were tired they're probably on decent terms but then the thing with travis happened mm-hmm. and i think that I don't know how how much of an impact that had on them kind of coming back and and doing doing it again. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those scares kind of like remind you, like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. this is uh, we only you know we we should do this. We're friends, you know, yeah. and and maybe perhaps that's there's an element of that to it. But I don't know. I hope uh, you know what if Steve is in it. If he's not in it, that's fine. Yeah. But I swear to God, if they do something fucking stupid, like, oh, ski, yeah, all right, we're, we're done with the Skiba records. Introducing MGK, yeah, I'd fucking, uh, that'd be the end of it I'll, for me. I'd, yeah, I'll just die. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, all right, guys, come on. Dude, I met, I met MGK like so long ago in like 2014, actually like in Cleveland. 
I went to like those uh, APMA awards when they were doing that, like the alternative press. And he was a cool dude. I mean, like when he was doing like Wild Boy, I thought he was cool. But yeah, I'm not I'm not super into that new stuff. Hey, I think it's still cool. Like, I think it's cool. His, yeah, but I think his record is cool. I think, you know, for the yeah. most part, it's maybe not for me. <laughs> you know, like for the most part, there's some songs on that record where I'm like, damn, this is a really good song. Yeah, Kiss, like, Kiss was kind of cool. Uh, my, it was the one my ex's best friend or something. Yeah, that was all right. dude. That one, I love that song. I don't know yeah. why. I think it's a, I think it's a very well composed song. Yeah, but um, I also think the writers on that did a great job. Yeah. I think the songs are all well written. Yeah. Um, but it is one of those things. Yeah, if you grew up listening to Blink, Newfound Glory, and all those, when you hear that record, you're kind of <laughs> like, oh, I've, I've, I grew up with this, yeah. so it's nothing new to me. But for a new generation of you know maybe fans or or kids no this is maybe their first time being introduced to it and it's really really cool and obviously that is the case because now everybody's fucking doing it yeah for sure um everyone in their fucking mom is making pop punk now but it's like that that old school sound but like but that's the worst thing mgk did it wasn't that he made that record because i think that record's pretty good yeah it's that he made a record that now every other like (laughs) <laughs> emo ass rapper wants to now copy that's so true dude that's the worst thing that came out of it mgk yeah. honestly think it's cool i think he he took a shot in the dark he did something yeah. different it worked out really well that's sick he's a red but dude. now every but now every fucking dude with with a face tat is trying to copy that shit yeah. and it's just like oh my god bro like dude you know no. what mod son did that mod son was like the first one to copy him i think but him and mod son are like boys yeah, that's probably why. So I feel like they're kind of because Modson also did Warp Tour. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. Mod Modson was in the Warp Tour circuit too. So I kind of take that as like I feel like Modson's coming from like a genuine place with it. Mm-hmm. You know, still I feel like Modson's still like it's still legit. Like I feel like he's pulling from real influences that he grew up with and yeah. having fun with it. But some of the stuff I'm, I, I just can't, I just don't, it doesn't compute. Like some yeah. of it's like, so, especially because some of Modson's stuff too is like some real shit. Like he's talking about real stuff that, yeah, that he feels uh, in his, you know, maybe in his relationships or whatever. Yeah. But some of these other dudes, I'm just like, man, I, I just, I have a hard time getting behind it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think everybody's just, you know, I would like to think that people only make music because they love it. Mm-hmm. And, at the end of the day, if, if you love if if you love MGK's record that much and you want to make a song that sounds just like it, I mean, I'm not gonna. How many bands did that with story? The story so far in that like All 2012, <laughs> 2013 era where everyone wanted to sound just like them. So everybody, and some bands kind of blew up on that sound. So you know, I, yeah. I'm not gonna hate on it too much, but it is it is wild. How great is that? No pressure EP though. Unreal, man. It's Unreal. so crazy. It's I don't know what it is about that band because even uh elder brother super good we got to tour with them uh we did like a tour with them in four years strong an acoustic tour okay it was just it was just the one guy though it wasn't uh wasn't the two of them but it was uh you know their music's great as well and i think it's so interesting how like in a circle of music i feel the same way about tui it's so funny that like tui was a band they made great music and then like the musicians outside of TUI that went to do other things, Angel Dust and uh, Trapped Under Turnstile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
those also rock. It's so weird when yeah. like a band rocks, but then the members go off and do other side projects and those also rock. Same yeah. thing with Matt Karecki's and Citizen. So Citizen good. rocks. Matt Karecki's solo so stuff good. rocks. It's like, it's so, it's so cool. Cause it's yeah. just, it just confirms that it's not an accident. Yeah. It confirms like, oh, this, this isn't just happening by accident. They're, they're so just that good. You know, it's, I feel it's like cool. a lot of people slept on that new Citizen. It's so good. It's great. It's great. Self-produced. I mean, yeah. it, I love it. I think it sounds great. Yeah. Do you have a favorite uh, record of the year so far? No, I don't. I haven't been really listening to records the same way I usually do. Yeah. Because um, I've been listening to records when I go for runs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and a bit in the car. But usually the, the most alone time I have with a record is when we're on the road. Is mm. when we're in the van on tour. We've got a seven-hour drive or whatever. And you just listen to a full record and you take it in. You're just mm-hmm. in on the highway in the middle of fucking nowhere. And learn the lyrics together. To yeah, yeah, exactly. You're kind of taking it in with some of your close friends. That's cool. the one thing that to this, you know, the one, the one big record in our van that will always be the big record that we'll always listen to nonstop will be is uh, the men's ears. Which one? Uh, after the party. Hell yeah. So you know, good. that'll always be the record. Like, that record for us is huge. We, so, we will listen so to that front to back forever. Dude, I listen to that every day. I was I was on a school trip to Ireland, like when I was in college, and I listened to that every day I was there. It was like right after it came out. It's like the soundtrack of the whole trip. Yeah, it's a great record, you know? So, so I think, and, and a huge part of that feeling like such a great record was that it came out and we enjoyed it kind of, you know, uh, we'd listen to it on tour and yeah, in a, in a weird way, it's kind of about tour. It's about, you know, this, you know, getting older and you know how, where they're at, but it's, you know, so much of what made that record great is, was enjoying it with the guys and Mm -hmm. listening to it in the van on those long drives. And we haven't really had gotten to do many of those. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what really, I can always like a record, but what really makes it, attaches it to a feeling sometimes is like those long drives where you there is nothing else going on yeah you have you're not thinking of a single other thing you're just listening to it and i think i haven't really gotten to i'm always thinking about something i haven't really gotten to like i'm i'm too adhd the black eyes you're always gonna think of (laughs) yeah now yeah yeah no no when i'm driving we're good yeah, <laughs> when I'm driving, we're good. Dude, that's no, how I kidding. feel. I swear to God, if I was if I was in a band right now, I'd be the one driving, big time. Yeah, I'd be so. Yeah, worried. I wish we could just hire a driver and just chill in a bandwagon and play yeah. chill while he drives. But I feel like I couldn't drive. I couldn't trust him. I don't know. Freak me out. No, so those drivers are pretty damn good. They the yeah the guys that do that stuff. I mean, they sleep. You get to the venue, they sleep, and they're yeah. ready to go at night. So that's that's their job, right? But. Mm-hmm. That's how it kind of was in Europe for us. We had a driver and he, I've, I mean, he was a great driver. He knew all the, all the, every little thing you needed to know about in each country, what the rules were, what kind of stuff you needed. Yeah. Crossing what borders, what the deal is with that. You if you needed to drive all night, you weren't worried about it. Cause that was his job. That's what he was good at. Yeah. And that's what he, uh, he crushed. So. There was, it was very, that's what made Europe so fun was that none of us had a job other than to play music. Yeah. That's the way to do it. We just got, we just got to go play music, play some cool festivals. Yeah. Play sold out shows. Like, you know, we, we set it off, took us out and 
we got to play these crazy cool sold out shows and see paris and and uh you know all these all you know paris was a wild experience but anyways yeah. all these other places <laughs> in 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 the uk and europe and so cool. and all we had to do was play music and i hope one day we can mm-hmm. do that with the states where we can just have yeah. a great off day in indianapolis <laughs> the funnest city in america well they have this, <laughs> actually indianapolis has this one food place called gray gray brother gray brothers cafeteria i like that place that was a good food place <laughs> that's all i can remember though and then they have like the racetrack so I don't know. That's not like the coolest day off. I wouldn't say. <laughs> no, that's that's the U.S. is so funny like that. Like everywhere is just <laughs> it's so different. Like so many markets you play, you're like, what do we do today? And yeah, you're like, well, there's some cornfields and <laughs> yeah, I- Iowa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, like markets like that where you're like, what the fuck do we do? Like, I yeah. guess, or is there beer in the green room? And you're just, <laughs> you know, like that's it. There's <laughs> just nothing. So, who would you say are some of your vocal influences? probably just blink <laughs> uh i love tom i wouldn't call him a vocal influence though <laughs> yeah that i wouldn't i don't know if uh that's that's uh, he he is himself <laughs> and completely himself and i love that about him but in a way maybe he is a vocal influence because one of my biggest things is tr- don't go out of, out of your way to sound like someone else just go for it just sing in your voice yeah, I think so many people try to sing. I think, I don't know. I think sometimes it can be easy to get caught up in like, okay, I, I'm in this genre. Yeah. So therefore I have to sing this way, but you don't, you can you don't. just sing like yourself. That's what makes bands so special. That's what makes so much, you know, like that's what makes some bands sound so different. Well, that's what I love so much about you guys is you have a really unique voice. I wanted to bring that Thank up you. earlier. I think you really do sound like your own band, which is crazy, but yeah, cool. I appreciate that because, you know, obviously I take a huge influence from bands. Like I love transit. Yeah, of course. Though granted when people said we sound like transit, Not I'd never all. heard of, I'd never listened to them before. So who said that? Well, when we re- when we released North Hanson, we got a lot of comments saying really? this band's like transit and I was like, I've never listened to Transit. So I checked out Transit, and then they became my favorite band. And then going into Blue yeah. in the Dark, then we intentionally sounded a little bit more like Transit. But like, yeah. not intentionally, but just like we'd been listening to so much of Transit yeah. going in to do that record. Um, wow. But yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's I, I'd say, you know, Tom's great. I think same thing <laughs> applies to bands like The Story so far. Like, they they do their thing and they do it really well. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is that they're not trying to, you're not, it's not trying to sound like anybody. It's just, you're just making the music that yeah. feels right to you. And Oasis, you know, uh, Liam Gallagher is, is obviously a great vocalist. So is Noel. So good. Liam has a little bit more attitude, which I love. I love attitude. Yeah. In, uh, I love, I, I love when bands have attitude. Yeah, you know, maybe that's the common thing with all the bands I like, yeah. Tom and the story so far with with Parker and uh, Oasis with Liam. Joe all Boy. those bands have like an attitude to their voice, mm-hmm. you know, like all the singers, they all have like an attitude. Like mm-hmm. there's there's like a little bit of edge to it, so I love that. But then there's also bands like, you know, Tokyo Police Club, which I love. So I, good. You know, one of my, probably my one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite band. Yeah. And uh, Colorado and a lot of those indie bands, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got 102.1 The Edge over in Buffalo. It was a Toronto station. I think so. Yeah. But uh, it was a ton of Canadian indie rock and kind of indie rock from around the area. And We do have an Edge, so I don't know if that's the same one. I think we have maybe, our own. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of that stuff, too, that I feel like probably influences a little the Beatles, you know. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. I, I love Zeppelin, but I wouldn't call. I wouldn't say I uh, take any inspiration from them. What's your favorite Beatles record? Uh, Beatles Revolver. Oh, Easy. Dude, I love it. Right off the top, Revolver. I'm a big Rubber Soul fan, but yeah, Revolver's right up there with it. Rubber Soul's great too. I think yeah. that era of the Beatles, like where they weren't completely wild yet. Like, yeah. Like they were taking drugs, but not too many. <laughs> and, 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 and then like the early stuff is just like, you know, pop music of the time, basically. Yeah. I think that middle kind of section. Well, when did Revolver come out? It, it came right, out. I think it was right after Rubber Soul. If I'm guessing, it was. Yeah. And then after that was what? Sergeant Pepper's, probably. Yeah, uh, because I think that middle section of the Beatles is just like a great, a great period in time for music. Yeah, like big time, for, especially for them. Like it was just okay. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh, I don't know. I definitely I think Revolver was right guys. after Rubber. It was for sure, yeah. but I I was just yeah, and then obviously yeah. Uh, well, actually, my favorite song, one of my favorite Beatles songs, is on Revolver. Uh, she said, she said, I love that song. I don't think that gets enough love. It definitely doesn't. Oh yeah, so Magical Mystery Tour was 1967. So Magical Mystery Tour was after Revolver. So Magical Mystery Ma- Magical Mystery Tour is great too. Yeah. But yeah, I think Rubber Soul, so 65, 66 for the Beatles was just a fucking unreal time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where they, where they experimented with some really cool stuff, but but they didn't get too wild yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Though I love all of it. I, I mean, I love the later records too, but that was Will, a great time. Will from the story so far just posted literally like yesterday on his story that his favorite Beatles record is Magical Mystery Tour. And I thought that was a little shocking, but... I mean, dude, magical dude. I used to get high as shit with my best friend <laughs> in like grade 10. Like, we yeah. get so fucking baked. We'd smoke <laughs> like the fattest joint we could possibly <laughs> conjure up. And we'd just sit there and listen to Magical Mystery Tour and <laughs> Sgt. Pepper's. Hello, and goodbye. just like, and just like, whoa. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, this is art, man. Like, <laughs> you know, it was sick. I fucking, maybe that's why I can't ever listen to those records the same. I'll never get as high as I was during that time <laughs> in my life. You have a barrier now. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't even smoke anymore, man. It just makes me anxious. But oh, really? At that, yeah. at that time, I could smoke like a fucking anything and I would yeah. just feel great. Yeah. That was, yeah. you know, that's the beauty of youth. Yeah. I can't do edibles. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh yeah, you can't I've control that. It gets too crazy. I get That's sick. why a couple beers is good for me. Maybe yeah. a little bit of like a a little like like a little pen, a little know? toke. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm not trying to get too crazy. No, that's good. I don't want to like lose my barrier of reality. I'm, no. I think I'm I'm okay yeah. living in the real world. Yeah, drugs are bad. Yeah, kids, <laughs> don't be doing those. They're don't no good. So you've been doing Twitch. Explain what you do on there and how people can check it out. So um, I play video games yeah. and I also play a lot of community games. So on Saturdays, if, you're, if you've ever been like, yo, I want to play video games with Doug, 
Yeah. That's Saturday. You we played Mario Kart, uh Mario Golf. We did Mario Golf a couple weeks ago, but we also do like Gartic phone, which is like Pictionary. You can play it on your phone. Literally, it's super Yeah, easy. so how do you all how does everybody else play though? Do they have to have like a controller or is that just on your phone or laptop? Just phone or laptop, just a web link. Sick. I just posted in the chat. Everyone can play. That's insane. And that's been sick, dude. That's like the one thing that that has really coming out of this pandemic that really rocked was yeah. that um i'd streamed a lot i'd streamed quite a bit before that but i kind of been like ah man this really isn't for me yeah and then the pandemic hit and then yeah i was like well i'm not doing anything else even if no one else even if no one watches yeah what else am i doing i'm locked in my house i have nothing else to do so fuck it let's just see what happens and uh, I started streaming and obviously, you know, people, you know, kind of watched and those people got to know each other. And I think that's the cool thing for me is that it's a community. It's it became a community. And I yeah. think that was really cool and helped renew my idea of like what music was, because when you're playing a show. Yeah. You know, people might want to meet you or whatever, say hi and mm-hmm. that stuff. It's cool. But yeah. you really don't get too much time to no. like, to like take in that experience. Mm-hmm. And some nights you don't even want. Like some nights you're so exhausted. It's just you might awkward. Not, you might not feel well. Yeah. And you just kind of like ah, it's such a tough. Just a lot of it's overstimulation constantly yeah. every night, right? So it can be very very hard to properly take in. You know, take in that people support you and the people you know love your band and stuff. And I think through doing the stream, what's been really cool is that it's like been a great way to like fully like acknowledge and and understand and you know meet those you know meet people that are stoked about the, about music, but also stoked about uh, you know the stream, stoked about each other, stoked about you know they've made friends and yeah, some of those people like hang out in real life now and stuff. It's kind of nice. It's became a community and. It made oh, uh, it makes music feel a little bit less like, oh, I play music. And yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, and it's a little bit more like, ah, I play music, and and yeah, people, it brings people together, and I think that's really cool and less industrial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It kind of takes you out of the, out of the plastic of it all. And yeah. you get to enjoy it for what it really is, mm-hmm. and you get to enjoy the more human element, which is funny because it's not human. I mean, it's no, it's cyber. It's <laughs> cyber but yet it's feels more human than like yeah. meeting 20 people on the same night at a show right mm-hmm. so it's i think in that way it's been really cool and, and meeting those people um um kind of building that friendship with them and and building you know like a cool thing and yeah i, I just i don't know i'm stoked about it i think it's, it's been a really really cool experience streaming i don't know if i'll always keep up with it the way i did at that point in time, I yeah. try my best, but obviously as things get a little more back to normal, I mean, I'm not going to be streaming on tour. Or anything no, like of that, course not. Yeah. We'll see. I like how you call, you call the commenters chads. Yeah. They're the <laughs> fucking chads, dude. So funny. Yeah. They're, I don't even know how that came about. I have no clue. Epic. No yeah. clue. I think it maybe I was doing a Minecraft stream and I was just, I don't fucking know. I don't yeah. know. It's just I don't right. Know how, it just, just yeah, they just became the chads. It's, the chads. it's, ev- it's evolution. It's proven. <laughs> you know. So, are you able to make any money doing that? 
I know some people get like those paid subs or whatever from their viewers. Yeah. And I think that's been, you know, it's really kind of people to sub and cheer with yeah. bits and all that. I, cool. It really helped me um, in a time where like, yeah, obviously, you know, we weren't working, we weren't touring. Yeah. So people have been really cool about like, you know, obviously they don't, they don't owe me anything. I, no, I think no. uh, with Twitch, it's like, I'm going to be playing video games, whether, whether you watch or not, obviously when you're streaming, you obviously are, of course, paying yeah. attention to the chat, paying attention to those people. I mean, that's, they're tuning in yeah. to, to hang and you're streaming cause you want to hang. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. You get to fucking just vibe out. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it rocks that, uh, people have been so cool about, you know, subscribing and, and, uh, you know, obviously they work hard for their money. And uh, I'm playing video games, so <laughs> so dope. So I'm not doing a lot. So yeah. I appreciate that that they that they feel stoked on it, and and they don't mind throwing a couple bucks uh, mm-hmm. my way to uh, keep it going. To uh, keep it going, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I bought a new Nintendo 64 during the pandemic. I needed it, <laughs> like right, like right, like the first couple months of shit going south. I was like, I need that. Yeah, you have to, man. Video games have been what got me through this. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I'm weird though. I'm weird. Every day I wake up and and I I literally don't think about the next day. Yeah, I just don't. I think that's good. All though. right, I'm awake today. So what what do I want to do today? Yeah, that's a good way you know? to do it though. It is. I don't know how I achieved that mindset. Less worry. Yeah. I think it's like the laziest mindset ever, and at the same time, it's probably healthier healthier yeah making things quite simple i think that's that's one thing that's really i've really struggled to do is make life simple but i think if you can make life simple like what do you like doing i like going for runs i like playing golf i like playing hockey i like playing music how can i just do those things Mm -hmm. uh and if you have a job i mean having a job is another thing but you can still have those things you like you know what i mean you still can have hobbies and interests and if you Mm -hmm. can make life simple make life about what do you enjoy? Mm-hmm. It becomes uh, becomes quite nice. Mm-hmm. The days become quite 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 nice. They they're not as stressful. <laughs> yeah, they're just easier to get through. Um, yeah. So bearings has its own podcast. Do you guys plan on continuing that, or would you say it's run its course already? I mean, we plan on continuing it. I, I, again, like as things have gotten more back to normal, it's, it's like everyone has gotten busier. Yeah. So like we're not all sitting at home. Like the, no. you know, a couple of the guys still work at Starbucks. Ryan and Colin still work at Starbucks and Fitzy. He's like, a, he produces a lot of music. Now he's a producer. He actually produced the songs. We are going to release as part of the deluxe edition for this record. Uh, Fitz actually produced. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, and so he, you know, he's busy with that stuff. And um, I, I don't do anything other than play <laughs> golf. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm vibing, I can do it whenever, uh, but, uh, yeah, the guys are busy, so I'm sure we'll do it more. I'm sure even on tour, it'll be, it'll be maybe even easier to do it on a more regular basis because we're all together and it'd probably be a little more fun all together in the same room. Yeah. You know, there's a little more banter, so we'll see. Banter uh, between the band. Yeah, which could be uh, it could get dangerous, but uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sick. So, aside from the upcoming fall tour, what can fans expect from Bearings next? Um, man, I don't know. 
I, I guess more more shows. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the big thing right now for us is we want to play Canada. We want to play where we're from. Yeah. So like we're just waiting on the word. Like we're waiting mm-hmm. till we can do it. And so um, after the state champs tour, like we're really hoping that things start to get lifted in Canada and that we can start to have shows again. Yep. And uh, hopefully we can play here. Hopefully we can play some Toronto, some, Maybe uh, a Vancouver, you know, maybe. play Ottawa. Maybe not Vancouver. That's a bit far. <laughs> just, but, just fly there for that one. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, for the right amount of money, why yeah. not? But uh, yeah, no, definitely like Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, stuff like that. So that's that's one thing we really want to make happen before yeah. the end of the year. Um, what about St. Catharines? Wasn't that like a good area for it? Like where Seaway's from, sort of like. Hamilton. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like Burlington area, Burlington or yeah. Oakville, Oakville. They're from Oakville. Oakville. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're doing, they're doing a, a show in December. I'm not going to say, I don't know. I think that's already maybe announced, isn't it? Yeah. It's already announced. Maybe the, we're like holiday maybe one. We, maybe we aren't. Oh, sick. Okay. Um, but hell yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. So we'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, that's announced and I just hope it can happen. Yeah. The biggest bummer of all of this has been announcing, canceling, yeah. announcing, yeah. canceling. So I just hope that, you know, that show really does go ahead and that fucking it should. I mean, I think like, you're in the clear at this point. Honestly. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm vibing. Me, me too. I feel and fine. I'm a, and I'm a perfectly healthy individual. I got vaccinated before all of my friends just because I was yeah. eligible before them due to really? living in a hot spot. Because Canada, we got our vaccines super late. Really? We got our vaccines super late. So you had to like, to get it early, you had to like live in like a certain area where it's like, it was really rampant. Yeah. So I, I lived in one of those. So I was able to get both shots before some of my other friends. But I imagine before December, yeah. you know, people will be fully vaccinated and yeah. things should be back to normal because it's weaning out also, anyway. The whole virus is kind of weaning out anyway. Yeah, because I mean, people are getting vaccinated, and yeah. that's you know, and and let's hope that that trend continues. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the other tragedy with that is if there's no shows in December, it also means there's no people at Leaf games, and that yeah, sucks. That fucking blows. Yeah. That would blow. So I just you know, <laughs> it's that would be tragic for more reason than one. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, I just I want to be able to watch the Leafs. Yeah, I bet you those know, I wanna, those fans are crazy, aren't they? Oh yeah, I mean Toronto's kind of a funny city because it's not that crazy. Like it is crazy, no, it's but it's it's I'd say it's a very polite fan base. In oh, okay. when you go to games, it's a very polite fan base. It's expensive to go. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna try shit when if you've paid three hundred dollars for a ticket, you're not yeah. doing anything too crazy. I see. You're not, okay. getting, you're not getting kicked out of that game. You just spent three hundred dollars to be there. So, I just thought, I thought with all the beer drinking though that there'd be a lot of people just sloshed out of their minds. Nah, it's not. It's not too bad. It's pretty. The Ottawa Senators games were a lot more bizarre than the mm. than the, than the Leafs games. Yeah, I think it also has to do with the fact that like the Leafs are, you know, they're they're right downtown in Toronto. I don't know. I, I think I think it's just Leafs fans. I think people like have this idea of Leafs fans because when they go to other markets, they yeah. get a little crazy. But in Toronto itself, I think it's a pretty it's pretty chill. Like mm-hmm. it's not. And you could argue that that's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, it's not as crazy as like the Islanders, like having all these organized chants and everything. Yeah. That's sick. I would love for Toronto to be like that, but tickets are just too expensive. I don't think, uh, 
you know, the average person can really afford to go more than maybe once a year, which sucks, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Yeah. Our Sabres absolutely sucked this last season, like pretty much the worst ever. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably continue to suck for a while, but yeah, like five years. (laughs) Yeah. They don't, they don't even have like the upside that Ottawa has where they have like these really young guys that, uh, that are like not quite where they should be yet. Like they don't mm-hmm. even have the advantage of that. Like you look at the uh, like Kachuk and Stutzla and, and the thing Ottawa is struggling with is they just don't have goaltending, but mm-hmm. who knows that could get fixed and they have tons of cap space. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I've been to a Sabres game. I had a good time. I was, I was in young Buffalo that, or in, in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're the best. I love them. Uh, yeah. I had a good time. So, I mean, it's not the same as the Hashik days. No, I don't know if it ever will be. Um, yeah. You know, that was a very, that was a pretty unreal era for you guys. Dude, I was at the game. I don't know if you remember this, where that one player, I can't remember which team this is, but Zednik, where the guy got his like neck slit open with the, the skate. Oh, uh, yeah. That's I was some crazy at that shit. Game. It was You think it would happen more often, but it doesn't. Yeah, no. But I just remember I was in like nosebleeds um, and I saw blood just like pull out onto the ice like, yeah. everywhere. And he do that. Almost, he almost died. Yeah. It just saved him. It was crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy, dude. I don't. It, it's just crazy. It doesn't happen more often. You'd think it would, but you would think. Yeah. But it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Uh, it's strange. But I'm happy it doesn't happen more. Just to be clear, I'm happy. That would suck. Yeah. That it doesn't happen more often. Yeah. Obviously. It's just crazy that it doesn't. Like yeah. you got knives every the knives on everyone's feet. You always have all these scrums and everything. Yeah. Even in all my years of playing hockey, like no one ever got hurt by getting stepped on. No. So yeah. Kind of crazy that it doesn't happen more often. It's it's, it's probably because it's like running through everyone's minds. I feel like everybody's trying to avoid that. Yeah, everyone's a little yeah. bit aware of it, maybe. And, yeah, it's kind of distilled in there. Uh, yeah. And I'll say equipment's pretty good. I mean, yeah. a blade's not going to get through a, a shin pad or anything like that, right? So no, for sure. So we we've reached the final speed round. This is where I, I ask a bunch of bullshit questions, and you give okay. me a bunch of bullshit answers. Um, what's your favorite bearing song? Lovely, lovely. Kind of figured that. Hell yeah. Uh, you already kind of said nothing, but uh, favorite release of twenty twenty one so far. Maybe just go with Citizen. <laughs> I don't oh, know. yeah. We'll just go with Citizen. Yeah. For me, I feel like, yeah, Citizen. Or the maybe new... The, the new Turnstile AP is great. It's but I don't fantastic. know if that counts because it's not a full length. So yeah. I would. It's it's in there, though, but it's not yeah. a full length. So I don't know if it counts in the same in the same space. Check out the new free throw, by the way. So good. Oh, free throw is great. I, yeah, I do need to check it out. It's fantastic. Um, worst thing you ever said to your parents. oh man nothing that wild i can't even i can't even think of anything (laughs) okay uh beavis or butthead Uh, i never watched it yeah yeah what's when's the last time you threw an object at somebody and what was it a baseball (laughs) in high in high school i guess oh yeah maybe maybe a beer can <laughs> in the green room, but yeah. not out of hate or anything. Just, just to be funny. Just to be funny. <laughs> yeah. Best thing about Canada. Um, hockey. Worst thing about Canada. 
Oh God, don't even get me started. Really? Uh, I mean, there's obviously a lot of issues. Uh, you know, it's. I love living here, yeah. but um, they obviously don't. Uh, they don't. They don't treat the uh, Aboriginal population so well. So yeah, and that's that's up there for uh, maybe the, the one of the worst things. <laughs> if you could resurrect three famous people from the dead to have dinner with, who would they be? John Lennon. Hell yeah. George Harrison. Hell yeah. And um, uh, Lil Peep. <laughs> uh, no, not Lil. I mean, I'd love to have dinner with Lil Peep, but I'm thinking Johnny Bauer. Johnny Bauer. Johnny Bauer. Okay. I think he's passed away. I mean, he's. No, well, I, I have no idea. You know what? I hope I hope he. Uh, I don't <laughs> hope he's passed away, <laughs> but he's pretty old by now. So I'll just manifest. I don't want to manifest it. No, never mind. Yeah. You know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're just gonna move on from it's that. A free card. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Headbands or beanies? Oh, beanies! Hell yeah! Scariest movie you've ever seen? scariest movie i've ever seen i've seen some pretty scary movies <laughs> oh man um uh, i don't know the yeah. saw 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 really you like torture porn yeah i don't like torture i i can handle scary but gore fucks me up i don't like it i don't like gore i think well, you get like sick or something it just grosses me out. It just yeah. weirds me out. I don't like it. It's I know Saw's not even scary. I know it's not that scary, but oh, it just yeah. grosses me out. So maybe that's not the right answer to the question, but <laughs> still a good one. <laughs> but I like I like scary movies. Oh no, you know what? What? Uh the one oh man. I'll know what it I is. It. I watched it pretty recently. He where it's like a homemade video cam. Yeah. Okay. It's like as if it's homemade. And okay. the dude wears like a wolf mask. Yeah, creep. Yeah, that yeah. shit's. I get that it, it's like not conventionally scary. Yeah, but bro, I can it's never look at a, I, I can never see a wolf mask the same. No, yeah, that movie. It's really so, weird. it's so creepy and weird because it seems real. Yeah, you know, like that's mm -hmm. what makes it creepy and weird and scary is that it's it's not like there's a whole lot of crazy jump scares or anything. Yeah, but it's so real. And so just fucking weird. It's just a weird movie. Did you watch the sequel? To it? Me I, I haven't seen the sequel yet. I haven't seen the sequel. I'm weird. I'm scared too. Cause it's, <laughs> it's creepy. It, it like creeps me. It gives me the fucking the like, willies. <laughs> yeah. It's just a weird fucked up movie. Like yeah. just that character, that lead character. He killed it. He, he's not even like conventionally scary. He's like, no, he's just like a normal guy. He's like a normal guy. You could run into at Walmart. That's yeah. what fucking makes yeah. it so creepy. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause yeah, the situation sure. is so like, like the, just kind of a normal guy, but he's just yeah. so fucked up mentally strange. ill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just weirdly mentally ill and sociopathic, just fucking insane. It's bizarre. For me, I feel like I don't know. Have you ever seen Pet Cemetery? That's like the original. That that shit is for some reason that messes me up still to this day. Like I can't I never I never saw the original, but the main one or not the main one. Obviously that's the main one. But <laughs> yeah, the newer one. I've one. seen the newer one. Really? And that one weirded me out. One movie that didn't weird me out at all that everyone told me it would uh, is uh, Midsummer. It. Oh, it. 
It's not scary. The original or like the new one? Both. Yeah, they're not that bad. They're yeah. just they're just not that scary. I thought it, I thought it. Yeah, I wanted to go see the new one. I'd seen a bit. I'd seen the the other one when I was a kid. I remember because yeah, I remember that I remember it, but it didn't fuck me up that bad. And then I went to go see the new one, and I was like, "This is gonna be really crazy." Yeah. You know? And then it wasn't. I was not like, it. "Man, this is funny. Like, this is a funny <laughs> movie. Like, this Bill isn't Hader. a scary. Yeah, it's just yeah. a funny movie. Like, it's no, it's, it's not too, scary. It's too new." <laughs> it's yeah and it's like so tacky yeah, like when tame. all the kids when all the kids are like what do they do they all hold hands or something yeah like, i was like what is this i was like fuck this shit dude get out of <laughs> here like this is stupid it's not even real <laughs> yeah i don't know the original is definitely scarier i would say they just have a weirder weirder vibe to those ones like the two, yeah the, the mini series whatever you call it yeah and then halloween's pretty scary but yeah not not even it's like kind of funny too but i think halloween at least is like at least the main character yeah at least the main villain michael myers is is i mean guy. i just re- i just respect his speed walking <laughs> yeah right he looks you like know, he's that going guy, slow but he's, he's yeah <laughs> if if that guy was in the olympics man he'd hold world records <laughs> you know like he you think he's not going anywhere but he's right there put him in the relay <laughs> yeah put him in the relay look let him run Hand him a baton right now. Yeah, he's going. <laughs> uh, favorite Blink song? Uh, oh, oh, online songs. Really? Yeah. Good one. Great Easy. One. Dude, that's what's funny. Um, that's the song that would always skip on my CD. Really? Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, I could never it's listen unreal. to it on my Love CD. Love that. It'd be online songs, then Stockholm Syndrome. So good. Yeah. I like Go, Go is good too. Actually, I really yeah. like Estenia. Estenia is a great one. Yep, great. I mean, you know, we could just go down the whole discography. <laughs> yeah, just skip nine and skip California because they're unlistenable. Yeah, uh, California's got a couple good ones. It's got a couple. I Built- can jam sober. I can jam sober. Okay, yeah. Built this. Pool. I can get. I can get it down with sober. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Heaviest band you've ever seen live. <laughs> this is gonna be. This is gonna surprise you. Uh, but broke inside. No, it it has to be Attila <laughs> because come on, they're heavy, but their live performance is so ridiculously heavy, like so joking, funny. like jokingly heavy, like jokingly. like it's almost like a parody of it's heavy so music. Yeah, that like <laughs> it's. I remember watching them and just being like, "There's no way!" Like you can't even hear what their guitars are doing. Yeah. It was just like. Like, yeah, right. it just sounds so ridiculous. Chug, chug, chug. So it's heaviest in a almost parody type way. Yeah, like almost in a funny kind of way. And Unbelievably then, funny. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't think I've seen too many heavy bands. I mean, maybe Parkway Drive or something, but yeah, I've never seen Lamb of God or any of those. Dude, you gotta and see I, Every Time I Die, dude. Buffalo represent. Yeah, I never seen Every Time I Die. I've seen Knocked Loose. They're pretty oh, heavy. Yeah. They're pretty heavy. You know, but I, uh, for some reason, I think of Attila and just how <laughs> ridiculous, because it's, it's almost like they know, it's almost like they think it's a joke. <laughs> they do. They, I mean, they do. They and want to make money. <laughs> and so I remember like walking past it at Warp Tour, like what the hell is going over, <laughs> going on at, over at that stage? I had to see. And then I walk over and it's Attila and it's like, I, it, it's indecipherable what is being played. Yeah. It's just low. It's just 
the it's like i don't even know what tuning their guitars were in but it was just probably like b or something it was ridiculous and just it's a joke but it's yeah. so it weirdly i was captivated do you ever hear their song pizza that's probably the funniest song of all time no oh my god the whole song's based on pizza literally and there's there's Damn. like a breakdown part where like it's literally like the song stops and then there's like a sound effect of somebody ringing a, door, a doorbell and the pizza arrives and they open it and it's like pineapple on the pizza. Yeah. So the singer just freaks the fuck out and just like goes into this crazy breakdown. It's the <laughs> funniest shit you'll ever hear. Yeah. Those dudes don't give a fuck. Dude, they don't. Actually, one time I was at Warp Tour, I met Franz, like the singer. Um, he just got done with this like huge signing. And of course, when you're at Warp Tour, you don't have too much time. Um, and I would always pack so many bands in, but I wanted to meet him. I want to get a picture. So I was like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not waiting in this three hour line for the signing. I'm just going to miraculously show up to it right when it ends. And then when he's walking away, I'm going to ask for a picture. And that's what I did. <laughs> and he literally just like looked at me or he didn't even look at me. He just was like, nah, you, you missed the signing. And he just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> i love that though like yeah. especially for warp tour it's like yeah it's funny it's so stupid it's so like no they're all mad like i don't want to say warp <laughs> tour is stupid but like just yeah. the whole signing thing with like signing hilarious up with the tent and all that like yeah. oh man what be a, what here a at three yeah dude you'll kids these days will never know that feeling no dude no. i went i went every year since 2008 i never missed a year and yeah fucking loved it every single time yeah, I wish I just wish I had some beers. Yeah, I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's a long day. Yeah, it, it is a long day. I remember one time I yawned. I was I was yawning. <laughs> I yawned. <laughs> and and this guy looked at me and he went, how are you yawning? That's <laughs> real friends. And I was like, bro, <laughs> it's eight o'clock. I've been here since 11 a.m. What? I'm fucking exhausted. I like the music, obviously. That's why I'm watching it. But I'm yeah. I'm allowed to be a little bit tired, dude. And he and then he bounced away in his like stringy backpack, whatever that was. Yeah, and he his hot dog bounced costume. away and went, <laughs> and like and I was like, fuck that guy. There was always a dude in a banana suit like every date too. <laughs> yeah, that was like yeah, that's part for the course. I actually saw I saw real friends in the rain once, and then like right after they were well, they were kind of like finishing up. And then I had to run over to see every time I die. And I think then the rain stopped, but it was just mud everywhere. And yeah. every, everyone picked up mud and was fucking whipping it in the crowd. Like I was getting whipped with like huge clunks of mud in like the back of my head. That's sick. But it was sweet. Yeah, it hurt like hell, but Man. it was fun. We need that back in music. We need mud back we in do. music. Big time. Yeah. Dude, imagine that set, but mud vein is playing. Oh, it'd be nuts. Yeah. Even more mud. Even more mud because mud maximum vein. mud. Yeah. Maximum, maximum mud. mud for mud vein. Or puddle of mud. Puddle <laughs> they kinda, of mud? They're full suck, mud. <laughs> full mud festival. You plan yeah. it on a day where it pours rain. Yeah. It's all mud related bands. Hell yeah. All right, we got a couple more. We got favorite Menzinger song. I know it's hard. what's what song is that bro every time i listen to the say the lyrics i can't i can't make it out what you're doing here 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 sort of but it's a hint i know that i know this isn't really a quick it's off after the party yes 
I could tell it's that. The sl- it's the slow one. Look, no, it's it's no, 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 it's no, no. Very, very uh, relaxed. Oh, Black Mass. Yes. Yeah, Black Mass. Black Mass. There I just had is. to think. I had to think of it for a second. I'm like, yeah, I'm the worst with song names, dude. I remember my own band song names. Yeah. I don't. I don't dude, even remember actually, my own lyrics. <laughs> I got an Amenzinger's actually from a Warp Tour compilation CD. I uh, I heard I was born. That was the first song I ever heard. Like on like the 2010 compilation, I think. That's off the the Chamberlain uh, Waits album. But nice, dude. They've they've been consistently great. Yeah, but yeah, Black Mass is is the one. Yeah, I don't Black- know why. It's just so sad. It's so yeah, it works the yeah just some of the lyrics in that song man yeah the altar wants the life back man just i don't know man. there's just there's some fucking we used to get high and stare at, at the moon, moon. <laughs> like uh just some of those like it's just lines they build you up and you're like oh they used to get high and stare at the moon yeah and and then it, the next lyric brings you right back down to where they are now, and you're like, oh man, nothing's like the distance between me and you. Oh, dude, it yeah. hurts, it hurts, hurts. <laughs> um, favorites or no wait, grape jelly or strawberry jelly? It's our big question. Ooh, strawberry. I mean, come on, fuck, really? Come on, really? Yeah, it's all the same shit, anyways. I mean, it's just a bunch of sugar. It's just jelly. Yeah. Um, favorite state of the United States? California. Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah, that in New York. And then uh best place to get food in all of Canada. Toronto. I uh, mean like like food spot. Uh apocalypse now, but it's gone now. Oh no. COVID? I don't know. I don't know if it was ever intended to be a thing that was there forever. Mm, it's like a pop-up. Uh, because it doesn't sound like they went out of business. It sounds like they're just move, maybe moving, yeah, moving it, yeah, to a different part of Toronto, maybe trying a different thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like a vegan pizza place, and I'm not even vegan, so yeah, just yeah, I, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not even vegan, and this place <laughs> is the best pizza ever. That it's should be the so tagline on the flyer. I'm not even vegan. <laughs> dude i'm not even vegan and this place is the best fucking pizza i've ever had that is how good it is like yeah it is so good it's mad chill they serve beer there right yeah yeah it's just this dusty like you go upstairs and it was like nothing special you know it's just like yeah. a room with a table and chairs yeah it was nothing crazy i loved it i thought the vibe was great the food was great yeah um you know a couple slices would fill you up it was thick it was a thick pizza really so yeah i kind of like was, buffalo maybe like we have sort of thick i mean i want to say thick yeah thicker. same kind of idea like it was just very thick pizza yeah and um it wasn't was like it was dish. just it was great it wasn't like deep dish now no. i've had deep dish in chicago pretty good and that's and that you have to eat with a fork yeah so. you got it yeah exactly. yeah you're not you're not eating that with your hands so this i mean you can if it if it's coming out of like a fridge and you like heat it up it'll stay together probably but yeah yeah but when you're getting it fresh it's like no it's like a mess so yeah, no, yeah. this one was still like it was thick, but it was still like pizza y enough that you could mm-hmm. hold it in your hands. Yeah. Uh so it wasn't like you didn't have to go full fork and knife on it, but yeah, it was full great. Frontal. It was <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was great pizza. <laughs> oh I've had I've had some shitty vegan food actually in Toronto. Um I went to I don't know, some like pasta place. We went to go see mom jeans. Um 
I think tiny moving parts. And my, uh, my friend's like super vegan. He's like, yeah, we're gonna go to this pasta place. And it just like was not good. But Sometimes, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends, right? Like there's this one uh, vegan restaurant I love in London. It's called Globally Local. And I, yeah. I love it. It's right, right next to the venue there. Yeah. And I love the food. I think it's so good. Yeah. But you will never feel worse after eating a meal. <laughs> really? It, well, because sometimes people go like, oh, it's vegan, so it's healthy. It's like, no, it's not it's healthy. Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not healthy. It's still fast food. It's still bad for you. Like, it's still going to make you feel like shit. So, like, I love that place so much, but I literally can't eat it before a show because it's <laughs> it drains the life out of you. Like, it tastes yeah. so good, but it destroys you. And uh, sometimes I think that a bit, I mean, that that's like that for any fast food place, whether it's vegan or not, you just, yeah. you just, you just have to live with the fact that if you're about to eat the greasiest thing on planet earth, yeah, you're, you're going to go through an experience <laughs> for the next three hours. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, what's your favorite Tokyo police clubs? Awesome. Um, boots of danger. Wait up. And uh, favorite, the 1975 song. Uh, um, give yourself a try. Best gig bearings ever played. Best gig bearings ever played. Um, I got to say the New York date of Gramercy Theater with Grayscale. We were opening for Grayscale. I gotta oh, yeah. say that's up there for one of the best yeah. gigs we've ever played. It was just sick. It was it was unreal. Legendary venue. Another solid band uh, too. Yeah, we were on tour with some great bands and crowd response. Crowd went off. Just yeah, had a great time. It was a great time for us. Uh, that and the Philly date of yeah. that tour were uh, they're very up there um, because you know just an unreal time. Did you ever play that first Unitarian Church one, the one with like the alphabet carpet? I've seen so many videos of that, and it looks sick. Where is it? Philly. In Philly, I don't yeah. know. It's a lot of like the hardcore know. shows play there, but I think like Menzingers might have played there in like one years, obviously. Yeah, no, this Grayscale show was like at a really nice venue. I don't really? remember what it was called though. Yeah, it was beautiful though. It was. Yeah. Woo. So, where can your fans find you? Is there anything else you'd like to plug? No, just the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash hi, I'm in a band. Come hang out. And, uh, you know, we obviously got that state champs tour coming up. So if you're bored, you're thinking, oh, I want to, I want to go to a show. And then you're also thinking, I'd love to buy someone in a Backstreet Boys shirt. Yeah. Angle hat (laughs) beer. Uh, that's the place to be because, uh, I would gladly accept. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to be at the Belasco day. I think, I think I can't remember. Yeah. I think I got the LA date. I didn't get the Santa Ana. I was going to go to both, but maybe get that one down the line. But that yeah. should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an absolute vibe, dude. It's, it's going to rip. Yeah. So thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah, of course, fun. man. Absolutely. Keep killing it. Of course. Thanks, uh, bro. Yeah. So, let me know if there's anything else going on and uh, I'll promote it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So see you around. <laughs> see you around, man. Night, buddy. 
trying to find 